Hey, Zombro fans, Rouse the I'm back here for yet another wonderful episode of Zombro's Action. We are joined by a wonderful cast of individuals. First off, returning to the show in his greatness from completing Revelations first in the world, Nick has returned. How are you doing, Nick? I'm doing well. Good to be here. Good to have uh, you back. And first time on the show, as far as I know, unless you somehow, my memory is lapsing, we have the wonderful Chris. How you doing, Chris? That's me. Hello, I'm doing good. <laughs> I, I'm doing well. That's my response. Almost all the time, I was like, "Hey, Reed." I'm like, "That's me." Yeah, there, here I am. <laughs> Just a, when you were say, when you said returning to the show, I'm like, "That's me." He's talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I know it's me. Definitely not. Giant and then it wasn't me, and I'm like, "Oh." And I'm joined again by my co-host Giant J25. What's up with no, the audio? Whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's wrong with the audio? Before we go in, left ear. Oh no! Oh no! Is the focus right? Oh, you're not on mono, are you? I bet it's not. I bet it defaulted because it's a new computer. Yeah, OBS so... did that to me. OBS did that to me on the show two weeks ago. Uh, I, uh... My left ear is enjoying this. Yes, fantastic. I will change that uh... right now. So we go recordings. We go to focus right. We go to properties. We go to advanced. Ah, two channel. No, no, sir. Uh, oh fuck! Is it only two channel? What the fuck is this? Oh no. no! Just force, just force it mono, and you can force it mono in OBS. Okay, okay, yeah. That's what I do. I think I have to download <clears> something <throat> to make it. Okay, how, well, how do you do that, John? This is new, new territory for me. I basically, so Microsoft I don't know if you're OBS, but do you have like a mixer option? A mixer option. Uh, oh man, I thought we were in good shape for this goddamn podcast. Uh, you'll see, like I see, like scenes, sources, mixer, and then next to mixer is like a gear. Oh, I see the mixer. There it is. Yep. Uh, Click that, and then there should be a down mix to mono button. Uh, I can't. There's no. Welcome, welcome to the technical on. difficulties podcast. Yeah, we were so close. Uh, mixer is. Uh, I don't have a gear next to my mixer, so. Uh, that's a problem. That's a problem. I wonder if it's because I'm streaming. Uh, not because I have it. Advanced audio properties, maybe. Can I force this to mono? Down mix to mono. Here we go. Do you hear me in both ears? Yeah, that now? that should that should do it. Um, you unless you need to reset ears? the stream, Ooh, but hopefully that not. Be, that would be rough. All right, let's see. Let's see. Can you guys hear me in both? Oh, I see it. I can see it's mono in both ears. Welcome to Zombros, episode one thirty three, where absolutely nothing went wrong, and I didn't like edit this out in the audio version. Ha <laughs> ha! How you doing? How's everything going? Actually, the, the, people, the people the people who listen to this on iTunes will have no idea anything went wrong. Never, never, ever, not once. Okay, so is uh, chat, we good now? We good. You good, we good. Let's ask our questions. We ask all of our wonderful guests who join our show. John, take it away. Well, we don't ask always the same questions. No, we, we don't, because we're not boring, of, but we should. A little sure. bit of variation. There's a little bit, but some some statements. So the so the first thing, I, I, I thought this could be a good topical question. Uh, okay. So last week was the sad episode of Zombros, where Reed was just a grumpy Gus, and Oof, I was just me. I was getting comments on other videos being like, man, Reed really seemed down this week. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, he did seem down on a different video. <laughs> <laughs> I made a I made a video. I made a video about the ray gun, like the actual like ray gun that got sent to me. Mm -hmm. And um, and then I'm getting comments about how grumpy Reed was on the podcast. I'm like, we're not even on the podcast right now. Um but a lot of that just stemmed from the fact that Black Ops 4 has really taken a hit over the past few weeks, especially amongst the community. So where do you guys stand on this? Are you still playing the game? Are you kind of feeling that way? Where are your thoughts on this game so far? We'll start. Uh, why don't we start with you, Nick? Um, okay. So here's the thing, right? I 
watch updates on the game constantly. So I'm constantly involved with the game. I have not physically played it in at least two and a half, maybe three weeks. Wow. Yep. I feel that. I feel that. Mm -hmm. What about yeah. you, Chris? Where Where are you on that? I play the game. I don't play zombies. I've not touched zombies in the past two weeks. I've been playing multiplayer and blackout mainly. Well, how does for you guys? How does this compare to previous years, where like Black Ops Three came out? Had you left zombies yeah. this early too, or is this new for you guys? No, this is new for me. I don't remember feeling this burnt out on Shadows of Evil or the Giant yeah. for some reason. Despite we have four maps, right. which is great. Well, I've heard feeling, discussions feeling that... burned okay, out. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, just being burned out already, even though we have four. I've heard discussions that maybe four maps wasn't the right idea. Ooh, shut up, Siri. Well, I mean, so <laughs> this is definitely the first time this has happened to me. I mean, going through Black Ops 3, I didn't stop until Dare Eisen, and I spent all that time grinding for camos and, and, and all of that. I think that yeah. the issue this time around is, one, we really only got two new maps, because I love Classified and I love Blood of the Dead, but I also have already spent like days worth of hours playing them. Yeah. And and the point number two is, I think the way I've been phrasing it to myself is the previous games were designed in a way that they just felt fun, like you could just log in and play. Whereas these games, I have to be like mentally prepared to put in all the work to get to Pack Punch on nine, or put in all the work to be constantly high alert to survive on um you know blood of the dead like it isn't a casual experience for me anymore like it takes a lot of effort to even just get set up in any game for you know getting the shield getting pack punched constantly surviving with a new health system setting the perks that i want making sure i'm working on the right weapon camos like it's just a lot and i and I, right now i just don't have the energy to really put that into it no. day to day i definitely feel that in nine sometimes mm -hmm. like some maps i think zombies has lost in a way it's plug and play feel to it Yes. Where, like, Kino, you could jump right in and get started. And yes. maybe you can dick around for the first 10 rounds and then get about to doing what you want to do. Where, like, nine, for example, some of those challenges, like knife 13 zombies, can only be done in the first round or so. So if I want to build the acid trap mm -hmm. and it's like round 15, round 20, like, fat luck. Yeah. Or, like, good luck, do, good yeah. luck, like, in, in mutations starting at round 20 and trying to get any of that done. Yeah. Like, the, day, the days of just jumping in and playing definitely don't feel like they're there anymore. Mm -hmm. No. Especially like when you have like all of these things and like your objectives that you have to get done. Yeah. And the other thing with me is my huge appeal has always been I'm a big solo player. Mm -hmm. So even in um, Shadows yeah. of Evil, I, I worked months just refining that to where I could unlock Pac-Man by like round three or four. Mm -hmm. um, none of these maps are really like nine is decently geared towards solo. Like the Easter egg there is fine, mm -hmm. but there is not i am dreading trying to work on blood of the dead and voyage of despair on solo i feel that it's just yeah. not it's not enticing to me because i know it's going to be a slog 100%. so what easter eggs have you done on um on nine so far or on black ops 4 so far just nine nine and solo yeah i've just done nine i've done just nine as well solo yeah mm-hmm that's yeah, fascinating, right? We talked about that last week about the records, even on that garbage site that we don't support anymore, thanks to the new information. <laughs> but more people are doing nine than anything else combined, which is just a product of these Easter eggs. I, yeah. I completely echo 
that exhaustion because in my mind i keep wanting to run speed runs mr telexify my mr raffle waffles milo and mm-hmm. i think frenzy and smart guy we were all talking about trying to run speed runs together at some point but it keeps dying out because no one wants to do it like nine is the most appealing because it makes the most sense minus the round inflation for the most part yeah where voyage yeah. solo I mean, can you imagine the optimization optimization of Voyage where you have to go to four different locations around the map to just to find the clocks, right? And then you mm-hmm. got to go find what the symbols are, and then you have to get the hours right across the entirety of the map. Well, hopefully the blue screen doesn't happen if you end up using the transportation, which, again, hurts your speedrun time because now you don't have as, not, as many points. And we can't even mess around in mutations to try and say – Okay, we the players are now in control. We now have our own way to say this is going to be the competitive way to run speed runs in Voyage of Despair. You're going to be able to start with 25,000 points, and X amount of things are going to be open, and that's how we're going to run the speed run. We don't even get that opportunity. It's just uh, go, go ahead, go ahead and try, go for it. Yeah, and <laughs> I I feel that as well. I've I have the only times I've logged into play at this point for uh, zombies has been to get B-roll footage, either on PC or on uh, Black Ops or on PS4 Pro. And I find that I have a much better experience with my videos lately. You guys might have seen that. Turn my mic up now. Why is my mic too quiet now? Son of a bitch. There's no pleasing these people. There's no pleasing them. And then I'm going to be blowing their ears out. Um, well, you guys, let me know if, if it's too quiet again. But I lost my train of thought. Where was I? Well, someone jog me back real quick. I, I won't jog you back, but I will jump in with an interjection. <laughs> uh, As per usual. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I want to throw this in because um, I think you reminded me of this as we were talking about just Easter eggs and blue screening and how yeah. difficult and troublesome they can be sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I know this wasn't in our original lineup of topics, but I think it's definitely worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. This week, we have our first official legit completion of the classified yes. round. Ah, uh, yes, yes, I did see yes. that. So I, I figured I'm, I'm trying to find it so I can figure out who did it. But I definitely want to make sure that that went that went uh, noted. Uh, JC's in your chat. Oh, yeah, I, I was trying to text him while you were talking. Just don't worry, JC. We're going to get to that topic. Don't worry. We, we, we're covering plenty of stuff today. This might be a long ass show. We'll see. If you guys got to hop out, that's that's fine by you. But I feel if like somebody, there's a lot if somebody to talk can, about. If somebody can tell me who it was that... Oh, here it is. Um, I don't have... I, I don't think I have the name. Uh, maybe I can do this. What? Okay, anyway. So I, I, I want to... God dang it. I was, I was definitely... I think, gonna, it was a, ooh, I think it was a Spanish YouTuber. It yes, was. it was. It was. Who did the classified Wasn't 150 it? legit run. He was freaking out. It was great. I was really Rightfully so. Yeah. Like... Congrats <laughs> on finding that game stability. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how is that? I thought, good, I thought they though, changed right? it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I thought they changed it from one fifty. That's what I they, heard. Right? They know. Well, they they they. I think that it was just a lot of people complaining that they patched out the ability to glitch to one fifty to get uh, it, and then they were yeah. saying, "Oh, they've removed one fifty. That's my guess. I don't well, like because yeah. you watch the guy stream and he hits one fifty and jumps right into the cutscene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually right. It's actually okay. really boring to watch it. Like he, you see him like grab the shield, and the next thing you know, you're in the cells. <laughs> Classic. Um, I'd imagine though, like if that was actually discovered legitimately in game, like somebody's just like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna play forever." 
they get yeah. to round 50 and then they're thrown into the game like that it's was a shame a, that it wasn't no, yeah. it was such a jarring transition to watch on that youtuber stream that i mm -hmm. couldn't imagine what that would be like if it was legitimately discovered and we didn't have it ruined for us yeah like we're spending weeks trying to find this easter egg that somebody just stumbles on it that would have been great i think that's the goal yeah. i think that was 100 percent the goal but treyarch maybe just didn't see the reality one of those things where it's like i have my ideal world and this is how it's going to work out but totally ignored the reality of how it would be found well and i think that goes back to the issue again just briefly touching on the leaks the guy mentioned that there was somebody that was designed to test high rounds and so they would start at like round 100 and go on yeah so Trek probably assumed that it was stable and somebody mm. could reach there sure. you know within the first three or four days but since nobody was testing that, you know, trouble ground between like the high 60s to the low 100s yep. and nobody could get past it, then that's kind of when everything kind of got shot. Or maybe if you could imagine if somebody starts at round 100 and goes to 150, well, in the game's mind, in the game's memory, it's almost like it's starting fresh. Like you just yeah. went from mm -hmm. one to one to 50. Exactly. Not 100. Like, like. Like add on that extra baggage that is round one hundred to round round one to round one hundred on the system. Yeah. Plus that additional fifty. Like I don't. Maybe they just didn't consider that. I don't know. No. That's troublesome. There, there is so much to, to to unpack in Treyarch's game about like game design, developer choices, the allocation of resources, and it's it's fascinating to see the current state mm -hmm. it's at. I, I wanted to get it for the show today. Damn it. If someone in the chat could get me how many days the game has been released at this point, that is what I find to be like some of the most shocking crap right now is we are three months in to the game about October 12th at release. So December 12th would be two months rather. We're, we're almost two. two months in. So that's almost 60 days. So I guess that's not too long in developer times, but for consumers, you're almost 60 days into this game and they're still trying to make it stable and there's the two sides of the argument just like they're working their butts off which you're trying to get the stuff up there you know you got to cut them slack once the game's fixed then they can bring us new events they can bring us all these extra stuff but as a consumer it's like we are we are 60 days into a product and we still 51 51, 51 days thank you we have 51 days into a product 51 days could you imagine buying something and waiting 51 days for it to start to work it, what it what was promised day one. And technically, it's not even close to what's promised. We're not even going to get into all the missing things that they promised to us. Let's just say stability Well, we got stickers. Yeah. Oh. Wait on the stickers. Someone's got to explain this to me in chat. Stickers. You got to prep me for this. We're, 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 get, we're getting to the stickers. We'll That's get later to that. We'll get show. to that. Jesus, there's so much to talk about. The, the, the Maxis, the, the staffs, the job. Okay, anyway. Uh, <laughs> there's one more five Thank you. Thank you. Someone humor me there. <laughs> Perfect. Um... So you, you, you're like, all right, well, Treyarch has to work all these hours to fix the game, right? But from the from another standpoint, it's like we're, we're 51 days in. 51 days to fix these things. It's just like, this, this is a product. This is a service. 51 days, and we still haven't had anything at it, and we don't even have what the full product was yet. It's, there's got to be some, take some gla blinder glasses off and be like, okay, we realize you're working very hard, but unacceptable now we don't have to be angry mm -hmm. we don't have to be like burn treyarch down no but we can just acknowledge you made a goof this is a pretty big goof we're never going to forget this and Waiting. i was talking with unknown about this that give it time after first dlc one people are probably going to start to fall in love with this game again and by the end of the mm -hmm. season game of the year edition what an experience it was but we shouldn't forget that this was a complete fuck up on launch yeah 
Oh, yeah. I think this 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 parallels. I mean, I know that Destiny's been mentioned a lot. I think this also very much parallels No Man's Sky mm-hmm. in the sense that it was like raked over the coals and launched, and it wasn't until like No Man's Sky next came out to where people felt like we were actually getting a great game. And they've come out with like five mm-hmm. free updates since then. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: like No Man's Sky, Hello Games. From what I know, they were relatively unknown. They're a relatively small studio. Yeah, I kind right. of have a higher bar of expectation for this than what Activision and Treyarch have given us for like, I mean, this isn't their first rodeo. They've been doing this for a decade or at least. 15th installment. Especially especially yeah. for zombies. I mean, this is like the 10th year of zombies. So mm-hmm. this is not a new like field that they're trying to pioneer. So I don't like my, my good graces is kind of minimized a bit in terms of what I'm willing to accept is just, you know, timelines and, and aggressive appetites for what they can provide just it doesn't fit with me this time mm-hmm. i would like to hope that, that there's like a that there was like a board meeting between like heads of treyarch and the activision and they're like why is there so much negative response to this game why is this game so unstable and they're like well that's what you get for pushing our release date up a month like i, I really hope because i i get why they did it but you know that they, they're when they're having all these issues on launch you know they're kicking themselves like if only we had another mm-hmm. month why did they do it was it for red dead is I think so. I, we've heard uh, I don't know if it was ever that. confirmed, but yeah. that to me seems like the most logical thing. Um, I had another point. You were mm, Nick. You had a really good point. I want to add on to. What were you backtrack a little bit to what you were saying just now? It was about I mean, stability timelines. Yeah. So it was a fact. I was talking about like No Man's Sky. The oh, fact yes, that yeah. there. Okay. Oh, okay. I don't mean to cut you off, but you jagged my memory. No, no you're good. Sky, I I recently heard there was something like a three to five man studio that made that game, and that makes. Such a bigger difference. I don't know if it's actually that small, but it was such a small studio. Do you know it's, the actual it numbers? Is, I don't know the actual numbers, but I know it's more than three to five because okay. I've seen pictures of like the studio when the game went plat and things like that. Okay, I, okay. I mean, everyone can fit in one room, so it isn't okay. like hundreds no. of people yeah, or like the Treyarch like, Treyarch might have. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah, small no. studio. And then I saw a meme yesterday that I shared with my Discord server that's a game I, I really want to play. It's talked about as one of the better games released this era, and it was made by 20 people, and they were showing the realism. They were actually making fun of... Uh, the newest Mass Effect, the one that bombed, and they showed yeah. the graphics that were atrocious. And then mm-hmm. below that, you actually got to see this unbelievably photorealistic game that tackled incredibly like difficult topics and stuff like that. So that's a game I, I want to get into, but that's this weird difference now that we're at where AAA games no longer mean quality at all. Yeah. And that's because there's so much bureaucracy, there's so much stockholders are now telling you how to make the game where smaller studios have a lot more freedom to make sure the quality of the product continues. And it's fascinating to me to see people go, it's all over. Gaming sucks. This is the end of gaming. And you go, wait a minute, wait a minute. This has already happened before. I think uh, another uh, game reviewer pointed this out recently. He's the one that has no punctuation, who just keeps talking the entire time. He's got like yellow mm-hmm. graphics and stick people. Yeah. The escapist. Oh, Thank Yahtzee. you. Yahtzee, Yahtzee, you got me. Thank yeah. you, that's it. Um, he, he talked about, like, this was where we were at right before the 2000s happened, and we still got some of the greatest games ever in the 2000s, and he cited a whole bunch of them. And I think that's what's going to keep happening, is that we'll see these studios that are trying to microtransaction us to death, that are trying to do all these cut corners, terrible graphics, Fallout 76, what a disappointment that game is. We'll get into that later. Don't worry. Plenty of things to talk about. But... You see that so many corners are cut in the name of higher stock prices that this is only going to lead to maybe a bubble popping or a change in how developers approach games. Because you still have people like Naughty Dog. 
and you have people like Red Dead who are making more mm-hmm. money focusing on one release over mm-hmm. five years, ten years of development yeah. versus rushing games out like Activision does. Their goal what? is to have the best game every year, and I think they're going to realize they can't do that anymore the way they're doing it. I think nailing I think nailing release date is huge. Mm-hmm. It, or nailing nailing launch is huge, especially for the longevity of a game. Mm-hmm. And I want I want to quickly touch on because JC said in your chat that that extra month. What did JC say? I don't know. JC said, "Bro, the game has been out for two months. At this point, an extra month wouldn't have mattered." No, I think an extra month would have been huge because let's yeah. say the game came out November twelfth instead. Uh-huh. Well, they they would have then had an extra month to make the game more secure. Uh-huh. So then the launch would have been received. the The game would have been received much better on launch, and then mm-hmm. maybe it would have it would have only taken two weeks to fix all the major issues. And at which point they wouldn't have had this massive firestorm of hate that they would have put out. The community wouldn't have fallen apart so quickly, and then the game could have been thriving right now. Like I think I think timing is everything and it's essential for a developer to nail a launch because sometimes there are good games like maybe like a No Man's Sky that was really bad on release and became mm-hmm. better over time but it was too little too late. I mean we saw that sometimes with but not uh with World War 2 last year mm-hmm. where it was mm-hmm. like they're doing all these things and they're making all these improvements but the community's gone. This shit should have been there day 1. Yeah. So nobody cares anymore. People are too apathetic for it. So I think I think nowadays it's a, it's more essential than ever to make sure you nail it on launch because there are so many games out that by the time you've made sure your game is ready, people have moved on to the next one. You know, they're playing Red Dead or they're playing something else. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, like you said earlier, Reed, this mm-hmm. uh, this creates a fundamental shift in the way video games are developed where mm-hmm. it's less about pumping out the release and more about making sure that when this game launches, it can actually sustain a community. And if that means giving developers an extra two months or so, then so be it. Like Nintendo has that philosophy when they uh, yes. when they create their games, and how often is there a Nintendo launch that bombs on release? You know, I, I don't know. I mean, even I Square Enix for that matter. I can't. Of how long I can't think of the. Hill. I can't think of the last game from Nintendo that came out and everybody was like, "This game is broken." Did Splatoon come out all right? I'd, you know, I, I, don't I don't know. know. I never played. It was huge though. It was one of. It was it definitely was changed. Big. I mean, it it came out. A little rough, but everyone was very forgiving about it because it was the first time Nintendo had touched anything along the yeah. lines of a shooter yeah. genre. So everyone was like, I mean, it's yeah. rough, but I think it was within like a couple months at least so the game was like solid again. And then they Sick. knocked it out of the park with all the free DLC that came out with it. Yes. We'll get to events, JC, don't worry. But I, I don't think if you're... I, I, you say you'll take five out of ten blue screens as long as there's events. I, I think that's a fundamental problem. And now we're getting into like a conversation of uh, like the what ifs or the trade offs. Like, no, 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 we shouldn't even be there. We yeah, shouldn't we even should be, be bargaining be. for that shit. That's yeah, not I don't want to barter for a, a complete game. Yes. That's no. not where the standard should be. And I think, I mean, I wish Jim Sterling, <laughs> I would love to hear his opinion on us begging, like, well, if I get this at the cost of blue screens, I could only imagine how he would lose his shit. He's a, he's a reviewer, if you guys don't know. Uh, I'd and, love to yeah. I'd love to know in in a month down the line we receive DLC one, mm-hmm. and at this point Treyarch has released title update seventeen and the game is stable. Mm-hmm. There are no more blue screens. We have our factions. This is obviously a hypothetical world because we'll never uh-huh. get there in a month's mm-hmm. time. But title update seventeen. We have our factions. We have our fantastic new stickers. Mm-hmm. We have challenges and weekly rewards. DLC one just launched. We're on the heels of all that. Is it enough to bring in the to bring the community back? That depends on the map itself. 
if the mm -hmm. Easter egg is fun, if we get a Dare Eisendrock, where the Easter egg is fun, it's sellable, it's a healthy challenge, it provides us with some new, like, fresh lore to jump into, I think it'll be enough to bring it back. But if they're trying to invite us back to a map that's hollow and difficult and a grind, then it's, I mean, yeah, well, they, no. definitely, they've got they they've got to hit a home run. Yeah, like they, they top, need top the three fence. maps of all time right now. They got and I got yeah. I gotta say, I'm not convinced they can hit a home run. Just so I don't think they can of a, of a chaos um, map. Why, I mean, why not not, not oh, to Chris. diminish based on the leaks. I don't know if we can talk about the leaks. I, we should dance around them. We should dance around them as best yeah. you can. So like from what, what yeah. I've heard, mm -hmm. with it being a prequel. Yes. From what I feel, I don't think I don't think they can. I think it would have to be a premise map. For people to accept that's i think i think chris you and i are thinking on the same long along the yeah. same lines where the chaos story i think is strong and i think i think there's a lot of i like it so there. far yeah but i don't know if i don't know if it's the right map for now like i think treyarch needs to hit a home run and they're best not for dlc hit, one no, like like their batting DLC. percentage like they're batting 300 with uh with premise stories but they might be batting mm -hmm. like 200 with chaos you know like their odds are much lower mm -hmm. and here's here's my other fear though right so we're talking about if they bring back you know something from the ether storyline that'll regalvanize the community i feel like that would be the case but uh they're probably gonna cop out and make that nuketown zombies yeah it's okay, not gonna too. be enough to bring everybody if, if back. it was if it was, a re no. if it was a remake mm -hmm. like i think i think two bad paths to go down remake or chaos i think it has to be an original uh -huh. ether story yes I, and I, I don't see them doing that. I keep hearing, as you guys are describing this, this word keeps coming through my head, or these phrases, rather, that the Easter eggs have now become artsy. And I can I just, I feel like, and now let mm -hmm. me explain this. The Jason Blundell and Craig Hewson, I'm almost feeling their influence is so strong now in this community that they have decided that they're going to put their artistic impression on these Easter eggs, foregoing, you know, fun gameplay mechanics it's it's their vision of what the storyline has to be this is their vision of the game and they're going to put this out no matter what anybody else says we want this to be the quest because no one even knows the quest it's a very few from the way they've talked about it even internally that they keep that soul under wraps and they only give pieces here and there to qa testers so people can't figure out the whole easter egg or whatever to by the end of it I think that fundamentally gets back into the problems of why the easter eggs are broken and I, I I don't see how Jason sat down and played the Blood of the Dead Easter egg and said, that's a fucking fantastic Easter egg. Yeah. That was a bunch of fun. There's no way. Uh, and he talks about how they're not think, good at you zombies. Think Jason, you think Jason ever sat down and did an Easter egg? And then I, don't I mean doubt to, it. No. Yeah, and I don't yeah, mean exactly. to throw shade at Jason and be like, how dare you not play your own game? Right, because right. if I was in Jason's position, I wouldn't either. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think Jason ever sat down and played the Easter egg. It, no. And here's well, so here's maybe, the thing. maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm yep, wrong. It could yeah. be. I could. I think blood would be fine. So so I mean, quick, blood is trying the bloody strike is what broke me into not playing the game. I was playing yep. with Caleb. We were trying to beat the blood of the day. Yeah, we did it like three or four times, and each time I would get to the step where you have to go into like the um, second power room and activate all of, like the Simon Says pieces and yep. stuff. Yeah. And, it, and it glitched like four times in a row and i said i can't do it anymore if that step wasn't there mm -hmm. while i don't think it would be the best easter egg i think it would be 
of the same cloth as Gorod Krovi, where it's just really freaking difficult challenges. And then mm -hmm. honestly, the end, assuming all like the audio quotes work right, mm -hmm. it's a wonderful Easter egg. But yeah. that one right there is just so unbelievably tedious and tiered that I just can't get past it. I think that one step, and of course, a little bit on the Morse code, but it's mainly that step that really just throws off the whole flow yeah. of it mm -hmm. to me. It had mm -hmm. good bones. It just didn't follow through. I, I feel you. The challenges, I think, are the weakest point. As soon as you get to that step four challenge, mm -hmm. which is the bulk of the Easter egg, it completely falls apart on the fun factor. Mm -hmm. You see people, like, during that step in particular, on my stream, I literally lose my shit because I'm just training a zombie for 15 minutes as people try and figure this stuff out. Or somebody else is going to have to train the zombie. As you're running around, writing crap down, doing another Simon Says. We've done Simon Says till we're blue in the face. We've done Morse code till we're blue so in the face. There, yeah. I, it, it feels like what Red Letter Media comments about Star Wars is they're bankrupt on ideas ideas and it's not mm -hmm. their fault it's 10 years 40 maps between all these games including iw and world war ii what's original how can you even yeah. try at this point to make something groundbreaking original without really departing from the mode really changing what it's at I i'd even argue a lot of people hate the uh the shield blast step with the murderer who's going up to mm -hmm. stab the guy these are they get things on a high where you're just doing a simple guard step and bringing them through. I've talked about this at nausea on the show. What a good step that is in the challenges. And it's, it's so frustrating to see something shine through and other things fall so flat on their face that absolutely debilitates these Easter eggs from being mm -hmm. a good experience. Mm -hmm. But you know what else is a good experience? This week's sponsor is brought to you by Ironside Computers. Right now, I am streaming off their Nemesis model. The specs of this bad boy are on my About section on my channel. I even added six terabytes more storage to this PC after the fact. You can customize the PC even after purchase. Hey, John, do you know what's so goddamn great about an Ironside computer? I have an Ironside. Exactly, John! It's the fact that the computer experts put the computer together for you. You don't lift a finger doing any of the work. You plug in the computer and it just works. Unlike Fallout 76 or Black Ops 4. You can get use discount code RAD for 5% off your purchase at checkout if you're looking for a new computer. Price range from Ooh. as low as $450 to $3,000 depending on your intensity of use. That's coupon code RAD at checkout for 5%. Thank you, Ironside, for sponsoring the Zombros podcast. Okay, what will, yeah. Are we oh, on to the second wait, question me, of the broadcast? Can I can I add to the ad read, but then we'll get to the second question. You sure can. I have I have an Ironside computer. I've used one for like three years now. Mm -hmm. I still like when it came to me in a massive box, and then inside it were like I don't know how they did it, but I guess they like they yeah. they tar they start with a deflated bag and then inflate it so that it fits and forms to the shape of the computer. I always thought that was pretty. Oh cool. really? Mine had um, the they had like foam and they glued it everywhere, so it was perfectly. Oh well, yeah, but that there. that's the thing. Like they build it for you and then they send it to you in such a particular way that like this thing has to have like a nuke dropped on it to break they, they really got their computer i'm more impressed by the way they pack their computers than how they build their computers <laughs> but they pack their computers just as well as they build their computers which yeah. is to say they're really well done and if ironside you want to send me a computer as well i wouldn't say no all right all right well we will get in uh, contact we'll, we'll figure next that to out the actual next to the actual second question of the podcast yes yes <laughs> let's actually get to the second question of the podcast i didn't expect that that to go down such a long rabbit hole but we, we had a few questions prepared for you guys yeah. uh, last time um nick you answered the first so we'll jump to chris on this one chris all favorite right. zombie map of all time 
This is this is a much less heated debate than the last one. <laughs> oh, we'll see. We'll see because if the answer's not go rod, JC's gonna get in this call. He's gonna, be like, uh, he's gonna be like, oh, Rod, JC's gonna be like, let me fucking at him! I'm gonna get him! <laughs> <laughs> no, JC, he said go run. He did? He did? He did? I'm gonna kill him! I'm sorry, right, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead, go ahead, Chris. Uh, maybe Shadows. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Uh, the vibe, the aesthetic of that map. Mm, yep, the, the It goes down well, wouldn't it? It's did the only map in Black Ops 3 I can play really now without getting bored. Which is the problem I have with zombies right now. I just sort of even, get bored with even it. with even with all the options of the Chronicles maps, plus just the, the even with Chronicles, maps. yeah, mm -hmm. even with Chronicles, because I've played them to death already. Yeah, you know, I can only really play zombies now, as of recently, only recently, whilst I'm watching, say, YouTube or Netflix. Mm -hmm. I can't concentrate solely on like, a normal normal match of zombies. You know, mm -hmm. I need something to distract me as well. So that I have a fun time. Wow. Otherwise, I just be I'm multiplayer. Like I'm like that blackout. now when I'm playing zombies, where I definitely, I, I, I pretty much always exclusively have a podcast or Netflix up in another window. As yeah, I'm something. Mm -hmm. But also because zombies is kind of a game that I can play half paying attention. You know. Yeah, it's that sort of game, isn't it? I mean, yeah, I wish I could do that on Black Ops 4, but half the times I've tried, I just get overwhelmed and forget something and then die. So Black Ops 3, yeah, like listening to music, 10 yeah. out of 10. Trying to yeah. do that in Black Ops 4. Mm -hmm. That's a definition. Really? Yeah. Well, because it, mm -hmm. it is. It, like, if how many times are you going to be in a step on an Easter egg or doing something and just like, oh, F me and my dumb face. I have to do 12 other things before I get the golden spork. How could I possibly forget the 36 bird locations for the main Easter egg? <sighs> just, that's... Well, I get, I... Terrible. I get annoyed just just trying to find the stupid uh the stupid mask on nine. I always forget the four different the four different oh, locations yeah. in each one. Mm -hmm. And uh, like I, I'm in the middle of that stuff, and I'm like, all right, now I got to stop what I'm doing and quickly pull up that guide on the Reddit real fast. And Does then, a mask? The bullfaces uh, is that what you're talking about? That you shoot outside? That, yeah, yeah, for yeah that you stuff? shoot outside to oh. fire the fire points to one of the things. I always every, I see because okay. yeah. I, I oh you're talking the stone head yeah okay. yeah stone yeah, every, yeah, time, yeah, I, every time yeah. I play nine I always just um. I always do that to get the wonder weapon. And mm -hmm. every time I always forget where those faces are. Mm -hmm. I can just never for the I, life of me remember. I don't know where they are. I got lucky, I think, with my Easter egg run. I mean, I, I've streamlined nine enough to where I have almost all of that map entirely memorized. But that being said, I have played Voyage once, and I have not even watched it oh, on how to do its Easter egg. So I have reprioritized. Yeah. <laughs> Voyage, Voyage. I think I've every almost every time I've played, I've had to make sure I have the shield guide up with me to the side because I mm -hmm. always because Voyage, Voyage, all the rooms really? just look so similar that they blend in in my head, dude. And even Voyage, Voyage, Voyage is just an anomaly to me where I struggle with Voyage. The the only way you like Voyage is once you get Stockholm Syndrome from playing it 17 hours straight with Mr. Raffle Waffles. That's I feel like I like that map only because it's burned into my brain. All the steps, I had to figure out everything. And I even beat it with Nick and all that type of stuff and the rock. I I get it only through abuse and sadness. And no fun. Love this map, time. Love this map. Yeah, it's like, all right, all right, okay, 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 all right, all right. That's basically. But not Voyage's layout is just so unintuitive mm -hmm. that it's just such a pain in the ass. It, it's. I, oh. I really hate navigating Voyage. It's not the best. Uh, the learning curve makes it much better. It's one of those reward maps, and I, I can already hear yeah. Jason being like, "Well, 
we have three other maps, so don't play it. And I think that's yeah. a... There's a little truth to that, but I also think there's a lot of... Hey, easy. Dad Gamer Guy saying Destiny 2 launch greater than BO4 launch. This is the dumb bullshit of the internet. Destiny no. 2 was a fucking lemon on launch. It was. I've been there yeah. since year one, but yeah. I think we're talking about that later. So, yeah, yeah. so shut up, that gamer guy. And Heartbreak Gaming donates. Thank you so much. And he says, I agree with Chris and John. I need something in the background while playing. Otherwise, I can't. And that's yeah. the Zombros podcast mm -hmm. on iTunes and Spotify. <laughs> Boom! In the description down below, iTunes and uh, Spotify links are there in case you guys want to follow us on that. I get them up by Monday. Oh, my God. All your terrible promotion segues to Shill Austin 27. <sighs> Wait, so, so, Nick, what about you? What's, yes. your, favorite What's your favorite map? map? Man, this is so freaking depressing now following the launch of Black Ops 4. Mm -hmm. I love 5. I love 5 so freaking much. Oh, oh 5. You're yeah. crazy. You're crazy. And here's, and here's and yeah. here's the make it or break it, right? Okay, the sure. tone of playing as like these guys in business suits, like these politicians running on slaying zombies. Okay. I love yeah. that. Mm -hmm. I love just the whole like complexity of the map in terms of like unlocking it after the campaign. But the thing that I love it for most... I love the. We call them the tech. Yeah, yeah. The, because because the guy. Did you get the book that told him the tech? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. This is like the only other person I've ever met. Oh my yeah. god. Okay, sorry. Could, I I loved his idea. I loved the bonfire sale. It was mm -hmm. like that is the most fresh every sixth that I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And when they announced Clashback coming out, I thought, oh sweet mother of God, he's back. He's going to be running. And I'm like, it's going to be the best <laughs> moment of my life. Yeah. And then dogs. Yep. Yeah, and I like between between the Easter egg song, between the tech, and between you know the characters you play as and how it's unlocked. I loved five. That was just the most authentic thing to me, and also, um, it was the most challenging map because at the mm -hmm. time we had the World at War maps, which yep. were definitely fun. Verrucht was a nightmare. Yeah, um, der Toten was like a really great way to just kick back and play with friends, and then five was like if you want to get better. Mm -hmm. That's the map you go to. You have to get really good at training. You have to optimize points. You have to like open up to where you can get a good weapon by this round. Otherwise, you're screwed. Like that is where I really started to practice soloing maps, mm -hmm. and so it has that like special place in my heart. And in terms sense. of my training as a zombies like player, mm -hmm. that's one of the best descriptions I've ever heard. Because MC Sports Talker Matt will defend five to the day comes home, but he never gives me a good reason. <laughs> that was an excellent description, and you even make me jump on and think about that guy who camps who was one of the better zombie players when he used to do that he used mm -hmm. to troll so much on five because it was such a skill map in that sense of if you knew how to really play this map and you really were that good a player you could see that difference in skill differential mm -hmm. dr disrespect just i had a video sent to me by i think Jigglopuff in my discord and he was talking about the difference of competitive and why call of duty lacks even in like a competitive call of duty rng hurts the game but also there's never a time where you can just identify like like in halo like oh, the tides are turning that was a mistake that's a misplay and now i know mm -hmm. like we you can see it all unraveling it's not exciting to see in front of you mm -hmm. the loss of skill level it's almost like um Oh, they, they talk about like that barriers, right? In zombies where yeah. when you get to a certain high, like the best, like relaxing end is the last tier of players, him and the, those high round players up there to like normal zombie YouTubers and people that are exceptional at the game to average mm -hmm. players like Johnny J to casual players, <laughs> to yeah. casual players. And, and like the, the steps aren't, once you start getting past round 20, all of a sudden you're not that far away from like my skill level. It's really not that difficult. It's only when mm -hmm. you really get up to those top tier players, like uh, two pro for 
for you, Quinn Knight, uh, and Relaxing N. Those guys mm -hmm. are some of the best zombie players. That talk. skill doesn't happen anymore with the newer maps. Like, you don't even see... I, I don't see that translating at well, and that's where the excitement leaves this game mode. So bringing it back yeah. to what the example I was using with multiplayer, it's it's this matter of, well, if I just activate my specialist, I can kill everybody. has nothing to do with gunplay. has nothing to do with knowing how a game works. I'm going to steal Dr. Disrespect's example from Halo. Um, you're in Halo, you throw a grenade, and actually there's even... Uh, Another commentator that brought this up as well. You throw a grenade, explodes, and now both, and he got a shot on you. You both, because of the way it's not an instant time to kill system, you're now making these decisions in your head. All right, all right, do I now go in this wall, try and get my health back? Do I go around for the flank? Oh, wait, but I know I saw him with a rocket launcher. He might be able to jump out and come behind me. And this whole new dynamic of skill is introduced. When Call of Duty, mm -hmm. that's never the case. It's where, where the fuck did that come from? I don't. I got sniped yeah. across the map by a heat a locking Tempest electric shot from BO3 yeah. or whatever it is. <sighs> so there's there's something to be said about how that gameplay in Call of Duty has evolved, how that mm -hmm. skill level and seeing the differences of it has not translated to the zombie game mode, which they might have wanted for uh, uh, Rush, that they're hoping yeah. that that will be that skill level thing. And I, I think that needs to be explored more. Mm -hmm. Me and John still need to do our transit Rush map thing. We oh, we haven't time. forgotten. Yeah, good, we, good, we good. We're yeah. gonna do it. It's just uh, well, I, I, well, it, in terms of that. Once I once I go on break in a week and a half, yeah, it's definitely coming. Awesome. It, I am excited. I am excited. I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing good. some live streams on my channel yep. in the next in in the next week and a half. Prepare for John versus Reed, one v one on classified, mm -hmm. followed by John twelve hour transit stream <laughs> after I lose, followed by oh, Universal Paperclip live stream. Which I <laughs> Which I think I'm gonna call me playing DLC one early, something like that. Perfect. Five. I don't know. It's gonna have a really bad clickbait title. Yeah, just do it. A very T-Luxified of you. Yeah. There it is. Then we're probably then we're probably getting Smash Ultimate streams. Yes. Oh yeah. And I'm one v one in bitches. It's gonna be. I'm, I'm destroying. People. That's you have an open lobby. Hit me up. Yeah. Oh yeah. We'll play. <laughs> no, I'm also. No, legit, I, want, yeah. I want some contenders because I'm gonna fuck people up. <laughs> I'm excited for my future live streams. We'll, we'll have to see. Like, I'm also moving over to Twitch probably until Twitch tells me to cut it out with just other games because my channel just doesn't like other games. I, I'm just fucked. So if you're but, uh, interested we, for Deltarune, that, that's just for you we, four we, people. Yeah. Should, we should we jump into the final question? Uh, what time is it, actually? It's almost three. Uh, well, I think that's a perfect time for another ad read before the next question. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Control Freaks. Are you tired of being shit at games? Can you not aim correctly, even in the simplest FPS? Well, Control Freaks is going to make you a little... B no, fuck that up. Damn it! <laughs> well, Control Freaks isn't going to help you with that. Instead, they can't fix your awful dexterity, but they can make you feel better. Whether it is excellent comfort on their controllers or the crazy-ass colors that make you feel special, Control Freaks are there to help you out. It wasn't until I tried the concave thumbsticks on my PS4 with Control Freaks that I finally understand what Xbox players were talking about for all those long years in the thumbstick aiming debate. Pick up a pair today using the link in the description down below for 10% off. Would have been dope if I didn't fuck it up. <laughs> Here, uh, here's some Black Ops 4 concave uh, control freaks. May or may not have stolen these from Treyarch. Oh, 
and by and by may or may not have stolen these from Treyarch. I mean, when I was there for the uh, the thing, they had a box full of them, and the guy said, "Yeah, you can have one." And I said, "Yeah, I'm gonna have one. Thank you." I'm gonna have. Well, now I asked him first. I'm like, "Can I take one?" He's like, "Oh yeah, sure." And then I got one. Uh, no, I, I've been using Control Freaks for like four years now. Wow, zombies YouTuber privilege. They give you stuff and you still complain about the game? Jeez, <laughs> dude. We are spoiled as shit. How dare our entitlement goes so far. It's unbelievable. Just undeniable. So much so that five of us will sit down in a video on Noah J's channel and talk about how zombies is in Destiny. <laughs> it's like, have you, just, ever, have you, ever heard, you ever heard uh, you ever heard from Family Guy Peter Griffin's uh, letter towards life serial? No, I that's an old bit. Uh, I don't is, remember. This is one of my, fa this is one of my favorite lines just in television in general. Where he's like, Dear Life Cereal, where do you get off? <laughs> Part of being a balanced breakfast and delicious. <laughs> Who do you think you are? Oh, I love it. That's great. That's actually great. Track, who do you think you are? <laughs> Flying me out to events and blue screening <laughs> no. um uh, okay last question all right last before we question, get to the we'll topics to, of the podcast we'll try to make this one quick so we actually get into the topics of the show oh we'll favorite go. zombie memory uh we'll jump back to uh to nick for this last mm -hmm. one i mean listen <laughs> come on it's i mean uh yeah okay you you're a given i think i know this <laughs> yeah okay so long story short my friend kev and i uh managed to luck into being first in the world on beating revelations it's a crap egg it's a fun map but it's not a difficult or great map uh still the we beat beating that at 4 a.m i probably didn't sleep for like a day and a half i was still so like disconnected from it that was a great freaking time and caleb i know you're in the chat shout out to you dude because you clutched that so freaking hard i'm sure we've talked about this on the show when you were on two years ago but that was a long time so mm -hmm. just remind me what was it like when you entered the boss battle and you're just figuring it out as you go? So, um, Caleb had a friend in the room that was reading the chat. And I will, I will to this day praise the subreddit because I made a post on the subreddit saying, hey, we have the summoning key now. We don't know what the heck is going on. Um, were, you, were, you, were you the first in the boss battle as well? So we were the first into the second boss battle. We were the okay. uh, like we were not the first into the first boss battle. Yeah, but you but you, so but so so when you were there though, like in the final boss battle, yeah, you had no idea what to do, right? You're just figuring it out. Oh yeah, no, we were we were just trying whatever yeah, we what, could. What is that experience like? I'd, I'd... Um, luckily, Caleb has has he, his mind is really good at looking at what is new in a room, figuring out what to do with it. So we saw the beast modes. I put down the summoning key when I picked it up and he saw that it was like a, an uplink thing. He said, jump it through Sophia. And so he figured that out really quickly. It was mainly the panic of having to go through the entire boss fight again. And especially when it starts to recycle mechanics of the first run where there's like the lightning walls and the, mm -hmm. the void circles and things like that. It, that was the real panic until I think he was the one that figured out to interact with the book once you had the Shadow Man trapped in the mouth. Um, it was, it was super stressful, super high adrenaline. Both of us went down and we had saved Phoenix ups for like 20 rounds at that point. Mm -hmm. And it was, I mean, it was great. It was, it's probably some of the best play that, that he and I have ever done. But I mean, that's, that's always probably going to be my favorite memory just because of how surreal that was. Is this streamed on YouTube or Twitch anywhere? 
Uh, so he did not archive yeah, it from Twitch. Twitch, but I I PlayStation shared the last twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It can actually be found, I think, on my current YouTube channel. That's the only video I've got up is the last twenty minutes of us beating it. So us, it it starts about three minutes before us going into the second boss fight and us improvising throughout the whole thing. Oh, so I gotta check that out. Make sure to link that when yeah. you get the chance. If you can yeah, have a sure. quick throw it in chat. Yeah, no, I'll, I can do that real quick. Fantastic. Right here. But yeah, uh, that, that's easily my favorite memory. And then even Noah joined our chat after the fact and we got to talk to them. I geeked out. It was not like a proud moment of mine. Oh, but come on. It was like, I mean, I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, you're freaking only getting four or five kicks. So, I mean, it was it was a fun time. That that's was That's a memory that I'm never going to lose. <laughs> that's that's awesome. just, does, does, Rev, does Rev hold any special place in your heart now because of that in the same way Reed has it for D? I mean... Yeah, of course. I, I I love Rev because of that. That being said, I can still subtract myself from the fact that it's an easy map that isn't, you know, it doesn't have a clear focus. And uh, just like I said earlier, I have soloed every single soloable Easter egg that, that Treyarch has made except for all the ones in Black Ops Source. So even like Origins and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, soloing nice. Rev is the most nightmarish fuel that could mm-hmm. ever happen, especially with the little Arnie steps. Oh, I just, yeah. I will never do it again. So I love the Easter egg because, you know, first in the world, that was great. And that is the extent to which I, I can really forgive that map for what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, also I am putting it in the chat now. So if anyone wants to watch it. Oh yeah, wait, but actually type first because it's probably going to say, nope, you're not a mod. So just to- Type oh. and I'll mod you up, and then you can link it. Okay, right. cool. Well, well, yes, uh, while, while we're doing Nick, that, Nick is Nick. linking that, and you guys check that oh, out. Chris, tell Chris, me. Chris, I'm sorry. Favorite zombie memory of all time? Yeah. <sighs> My favorite zombie memory is probably when I was about I was 10 years old. Um, back in primary school. Wait, just just for context, how old are you now? I'm 19. 19. No. Okay, so this is yeah. just under a decade ago. Wow. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. Um, there were two things that were Thank really you. cool, mm-hmm. and it was Call of Duty and it was it was Pokemon I think mm-hmm. and I was good at Call of Duty Zombies and people would always you know sort of want to play with me I became popular <laughs> because of sort of Call of Duty Zombies and not popular as in you know you know I play a lot of sports I was popular because I had really one skill when I was that age and it was sort of being it was being good uh, Call of Duty Zombies. Oh, you know, good back then, you know, round, round 20, round 25. So people would always want to play with me. And it was nice. Aww. It was nice because Aww. I didn't play a lot of sports. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, people who play sports, they're always, you know, they're popular. You know, they're cool. People want to be them. But those people who were cool, who played sports, they always wanted to sort of, you know, play with me because I was good at Zombies. Dude, that's the most wholesome that, story that, I've ever heard. Oh, <laughs> and that was experience. that was my happiest zombies memory. It was oh. being cool. Oh, oh, fuck you, Treyarch. <laughs> you ruined everything. <laughs> Look at what that I, used I, to be. I think that Chris, you know, I had the opposite experience where like I would tell people at school, be like, oh yeah, I got to round 30 on Kino, and they'd be like, fuck out of here, John. You're lying. No, you didn't. Yeah. Wait, no, wait. I, like, I, yes, can, I did. I really did. I can re- relate to but this. That's, that's I like that story. That's wholesome. Dude, okay. So I I was I was a in middle school, I was a really lanky kid. I was made fun of for my size quite often. And one of the barriers for a baseball team for these two guys that were just absolutely ripped was 
zombies. And that's when they started, <laughs> when I the YouTube channel, and they're like, Shino Numa, they're like, Reed, what, what is this thing? And they, they do it as a joke to make fun of me first. And I'd be like, well, actually, this is how the box works, and you could do this stuff and this. And they're just like, what? Uh, oh, really? Really? Like, you got Xbox? I'm like, no, nah, I'm PS, PlayStation. So, like, ah, damn. So Ooh. I could never play with them? But, like, it was this, every day we had a game, they'd be trying to get all the details. And that totally... They were like, you know, Reed's okay. And that led to us actually having a friendship later on besides just, like, shitting on Reed all the time in sports because he's this little toothpick little kid that can't bench. Dude, they were in eighth grade benching oh, 150 pounds. Sorry. Are you kidding me? <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah, that was – I mean, that's actually how Caleb and I met. So uh -huh. we both went to the same college. I was a freshman. Uh, two came out, so I was soloing, like, Origins all on my own. Mm -hmm. And he and this group of three guys were constantly, like, petitioning me, like, please join. I'm like, ah, dude, I'm just – I'm a solo player. And it wasn't until, <laughs> you know, Black Ops 3 came out to where I finally joined. And then, like, we played every single night. And so I got that group from Zombies, my entire group from high school we got because of Zombies, and we still play to this day, like – it is definitely like a core pillar of a whole bunch of my social groups. This is this is the departure. This is the problem. These beautiful, just Chris described this wholesome, gorgeous story. Nick, you described your friendships. I remember my friendships I brought about. It is such a departure from people socially getting together. Maybe for younger kids, it's not as hard because they have more more time than us, obviously, because as you get older, less and less time. But zombies... Doesn't feel maybe that's why I like World War II so much because it was such a focus on a multiplayer experience, and that's like what the core of Zombies is. It's kind of like the argument with Fallout seventy six. It's like you could you could just play as long as you're with friends. Anything's fun. You guys can yeah. screw well, around playing anything being fun. I think Reed. I think this has more to do with the fact that Call of Duty is no longer the biggest game in the world. Because mm -hmm. I, I definitely had an experience like that where I think I think this was probably like the summer after like seventh grade or something like that uh, with my soccer club. We were mm -hmm. practicing pretty much every day. Mm -hmm. We did practice in the morning and then afterwards we'd all jump on Xbox and play zombies. And this was pretty much rinse and repeat every day for the summer. Probably some of like my best memories playing zombies came from that summer. We were just every day grinding it. Yeah. And um, a few a lot of these people I actually haven't spoken to, you know, probably in a long time. But um, still, like, really, like, look, really enjoy, like, that time. But part of that, I think, came from the fact that Black Ops was the biggest game in the world at the time. So pretty much every, like, Sorry, it was a given. What's Fine. the game that everybody has? Call of Duty. We'll jump on it now. And yeah. I think I think the same thing yeah. happens now just with uh, Fortnite. Fortnite. Yeah, they just commented that in chat that most people say that Fortnite's the yeah, big, it, big go-to. So, so it's, it's not that, like, Call of Duty has lost its multiplayer aspect. I think it's that Call of Duty's lost its community and is no longer that general game that everybody has. I, I, I feel that. And then also... Someone just talked about uh, Matt C. Even from blasting meat sacks, heads off in a blaze of glory, I still have happy moments in zombies. I think that's what keeps me in the game. I still have moments. Yeah. Like, don't you have those just little things where you're just like, oh, it takes you back, or it's a nostalgia high, or just something really, really cool happens inside the game, and that's what keeps pushing this game. Like, oh, yeah, I remember why I played this game. And there's just so many of those little nuggets that used to mm -hmm. be the majority of the experience. Which is, I mean, I know it's, I know it's petty, but, like, one of those markers for me was buying jug. So like if I'm doing a run and I go up and I buy a jug, I'm like, all right, like, here we go. Let's do it. And now yeah. like they, they've started to chip away all these. And, and again, I appreciate the need to make the thing new, mm -hmm. but I'm starting to lose some of those nostalgic markers, like cracking open a cold one with the horde was always like, yeah, mm -hmm. let's do it. 
crack a cold one with the horde. I like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I there's certain beats. Like I remember for years, let's let's bring it back to something completely ridiculous. I always wanted a remix of Beauty of Annihilation. I always said because mm-hmm. I was I loved remixed music. I that's my favorite zombie song, Beauty of Annihilation. And I'm sure they were hearing that over and over from other fans too, saying, I want a remix. The giant came out. The remix isn't, I don't like it. I don't like it at all compared to what the original was. And this plays into this whole, like, as it goes on, you're trying to hit those nostalgic beats. Sometimes they're going to miss the mark or entirely take it out of the game. And it chips away at what that original experience was. Instead of getting something brand new and pivoting, we're getting these, like, half attempts. Because it's not like we remove perks from the game. We're going brand new, super new system. Mm -hmm. It's still there. So now you're still feeling like the remix here. It's like, well, it's, it's... Definitely sounds a little not like I remember it being, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I thought this would be better, but it's not quite. It's it's this weird mm. weird place they're at right now. That's a good way to put it. That's a real good way to put it. Thanks, I appreciate that. Okay, should we get into the actual meat and potatoes of this episode? Boom! Let's um, talk about the title. Let's do this it. Is, this is this is the topic that I think I am I I am excited for. All right, Johnny J. All right, Johnny. Basically, hey. basically, we have new canon to the zombie storyline that when I saw, I just kind of refused to acknowledge. Um, John had made a video about this earlier in the week, and I saw it, and I'm like, I don't want to believe this, so I'm just going to pretend it doesn't exist. Mm. Um, That's what most of the storylines becoming. Explain it to me, explain it to the audience, and mm-hmm. explain it to Chris, Nick, and I, and We'll determine whether or not we accept this new canon. All right. And I'm already pretty sure I don't. I have gaps, though. All right. If Juan's in chat, you can help fill me in and some other people as well. So first I get a DM from Mr. Juanito. All right. And Juan's like, uh, as he always does, instead of just, you know, he's always got to be tongue and cheeky. Like, I don't the word arrogant, but he doesn't mean to be. But it always comes out like he's talking down to me. And he, I don't think he means it. I think it's just because everybody in his life talks down to him. Just like, it just that's the culture right now. I swear to God. Everyone seems to have this very like, oh, you didn't fucking know this, huh? Just like, okay, okay, no, we didn't. We didn't. So he goes, so you know that 115 is canon inside the multiplayer storyline now, don't you? Read, huh? And I'm like, no. No, why would that be canon? Just like, oh. Well, I have something of value to offer you right now, and I'm like, oh, 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 God, okay. So, uh, what's what's going on with the storyline? He goes, well, in Blackout, you know all the people you play as. I'm like, yeah, they're actually clones. I'm like, oh no, they're clones using 115. I'm like, what? I don't believe this. What are you talking about? What do you mean these are clones? Made using 115. He's like, mm-hmm. And Nova 6. I'm like, what? you can't just combine the two. What does that mean? He's just like, well, you know the bubble? That's Nova 6. I'm like, it looks nothing like Nova 6. But that's because of the, the limitations on the game. So I'm like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. So I'm like, okay. Okay. Uh, it's potentially clones inside Blackout. I don't. I need to verify this. I still need to play through all the tutorials. But potentially. All right. So then... We get into Blackout, and now Kingdom in Annihilation 115 got all the premise characters, right? So mm-hmm. once they did that and they come into the game mode, they all have quotes now. Juan's right? saying he's never said Nova 6. I'm ignoring Juan. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell the story any way I want to make it funnier. So the character quotes in game start talking uh, a little, little suspicious-like. A little bit 
Uh, like there's one storyline quote and three filler quotes, four quotes per character, depending on who's together. And they start talking about, uh, in particular, Nikolai's quote saying that now, that, like, there's no Rick Toffin. Nikolai and Takio are talking. There's no Rick Toffin around. He goes, at least without any Rick Toffin, the universe will be safe and we'll be okay. You have a couple more really interesting dialogue lines where there's Rick Toffin talking to uh, uh, Takio, I believe, and he starts explaining how 115 is me and 115 is is it and i'm it and he's talking basically he him I'm, and 115 are interchangeable is this just a rogue one i am one with the force and the force is one with me yes yes <laughs> yes it is what was that what was that line that I, you I, nailed I, it totally. i'm pretty sure that's yeah. it and he just holds it his little staff as he all the these advanced elite soldiers I am can't one with hit the him force and the force is with me i, am the <laughs> I gotta be honest though, that's that was dope I think that was super cool. Some people were like, that's stupid. But if you go from like the cool. religious idea, if you look at the how the movie was set up, all the elite troopers at that point, I hate Star Wars now, but back in the day when I didn't, when the elite uh, troopers are shooting, one-shotting all the rebels, and then he comes out and all of a sudden they can't shoot him, that's good. That's good. That's you established the really good shooting. Magically, they can't shoot anymore. It's the Force. But then again, you could hard cut to Han Solo going, that's not how the Force works. Anyway. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, so, so is there more to it, Reed? Uh Well, so based off 115 and using someone when it's possible, they're, they aren't dead. Okay, I don't, Juan, you can retype it again. So the, the, the summary here is you get the quotes in game. The characters now talk and they believe, are we in a 115 delusion? Where are we now, Richtofen? This could be an aspect of the multiverse. This could be a different multiverse that doesn't matter and doesn't impact the story. Or these are direct quotes from after Blood of the Dead because some of them have Nikolai in charge and Nikolai referencing things inside Blood of the Dead ambiguously. These could just be throwaway lines, though, that actually have no meaning and it's totally not and don't have to worry about it. But they've opened I mean the door now where this could absolutely be where they go after blood and then into classified. I mean, I'm definitely going to go out on a limb and say, I refuse to believe this bullshit. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, the only logical explanation I can come up with is maybe that like they were cloned right after blood of the dead. And because they were cloned right after blood of the dead, they're still in that mindset. So that's what they're talking about. But yeah, no, this is nonsense. Absolutely not. Jason, what are you doing? Why? I, I, I just to have them in like, here. Now, you're now, just, now wait. Now I feel like muddling it up to muddle things up. Now wait, know? wait, John, wait. Now we have quotes. All right, we have quotes because if this from wasn't Jason. Enough. Wait, wait, you yeah. got you to hear this, John. You got to get you got to feel worse about this. Where he was saying very hard in his early interviews, no crossover, chaos, ether, no. And then in, in more recent interviews, in more recent interviews, he changed his tune a little bit where he's he's he dances around it a little more. Where he's just like, well, they don't really meet. Like it's just like they're never they're never really crossing over in that sense, right? I someone was citing this on the Reddit, and I'm just like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Well, because this is potentially bullshit. Because potentially the crossover could be in Blackout. And if Blackout yeah. has some strange canon, we haven't got the characters to talk to one another, but potentially they could get the Blackout characters of Primus and Chaos to interact and talk with one another to have the storyline going. All right, well, I was well, going to yeah, try I mean, if, if, if Blackout is canon in the K in the Ether story, and then and then Blackout is canon in the Chaos story. By the transitive property, ether is canon in the chaos story, and they connect. Yes. So, so wait, 
Here we go. That's some bullshit. Just DMing you, thank you, Juan, to clear things up a bit. The clones are called archetypes. They are used, they and they are made using 115 somehow. Perhaps when the person is alive, but the specialist stories aren't very specific about it. Oh, shocker. That sounds just like all of Zombies writing. So they're called uh, archetypes, and they're clones. What do you mean we don't have all the details? <laughs> We've always been given them. So now, now the, the the conversation here is even if this, I, like, I don't think this is going to end up being canon. But if it is canon, do you know how demoralizing this is to give a flying fuck that Woods, Hudson, Reznov, Chaos Crew, Ether Crew. Dancing Shadow Man are all part of the canonical zombie storyline. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, if, look at the. I just in our yeah, chat put the trophy picture for what happens when you unlock all for zombies. Um, somebody posted this on the subreddit the other day, and uh, <gasps> yeah. I mean, that's it. We that's knew it was going to happen. We knew it was going to happen. That video of the Shadow Man Too dancing soon. with the homunculus. Is the official <laughs> is the official definitive proof that chaos and ether exist in the same story? Oh fuck, you're right. Fuck. Fuck. I mean, I mean, how else could Damn they have it. choreographed those moves to be so perfect if they had not met up beforehand at some point and rehearsed that dance a few times? So obviously it they up. had prior We're home. It's done. It's over. The story's canceled. The game is canceled. Black Ops 5's not happening. My YouTube channel's over. I'm starting a Universal Paperclip channel. Read. I don't know what. Back it up. Doing. We're doing Come anything else. We can be sad. Chris, Nick, you're off the show. You ruined it. <laughs> I think, but... No. No, but I, honestly, I don't think it'll matter in the long run. But this does bug me. Can we just? Do we? Does every mode have to have a story? No. No, it doesn't. No. Like, you've created this, like, Blackout to me is like the, the Treyarch All-Star game, you know? Mm. The PlayStation like, All-Stars, all right? I mean, that was yeah, fun this for is, a little this bit. Is, this is the All-Star game. Why does the All-Star game need to have a backstory other than the fact that we're just fucking doing this because it's fun and also because Activision told us we should make a Battle Royale? Yeah. I feel like there's such a departure from thought going into the game, which could be... I, let me finish i know i misconstrued it because there's tons of work and effort being in here tons of thought being put in there but you see like older games and how like everything had purpose everything was being used everything was meticulously put in this game for one reason or another and you see i just don't feel that at all in black ops 4 it's not coming through right of why certain things are put in games for the sake of being it just feels like oh we got to put something in here for for this thing it has nothing to do with meaningful at moving the game forward making the game more fun it's like we need to have tons of blank areas and blackout to run because it just needs to be a big map right now that's not to say well it should be super small and condensed and stuff like that but tons of wasted space in something like blackout and we go to the zombie maps here there's tons of wasted space inside the newest zombie maps there's such a frustration of why why do we do the things we do in game what are the purpose why these areas work this way what's the functionality what where does this get back to the game design of making players have a fun time have that delight in uh i always forget the word jason used displeasure of things so th th you enjoy the game even more and less depending on what's going on i i just mm -hmm. the the game design of zombies just seems so 
mechanical at this point that it's not it's lost the the, the fun and this is a direct result of burnout of 10 years of content running out of ideas and what JC backfire has been dying for us to sh talk about for about an hour now is events that was getting to what I was talking about earlier that it's 51 days in and they're still working on fixing the game. There's a reason this game isn't fun right now. It's because there is nothing new being added. Things are not being delivered. And here we are 51 days in playing the same boring product that didn't deliver on day one promises and has had absolutely new, no updates has, has, has absolutely no roadmap. Their communication has been absolutely terrible. I don't know how many times I have to express this to Treyarch that their communication needs to be better and it's still not fixed. It's still absolutely atrocious. And this year has been a great example of losing the faith of the community for a very poor launch performance. I, I don't know if events would have saved the day, but can somebody explain to me in chat what the fuck were stickers? Did anybody hear about this? I heard that there was a reward for stickers for zombie players. This was Milo mentioned that in the video or something like that. JC, when they had their little heart-to-heart -heart where zombies should be destiny. Does, does anybody know about this reward? Like, zombies got a reward, apparently, an update. So instead of getting some sort of event or having, like, uh, Halo Forge mode challenges where you download the map and you have to beat the challenge and you get rewards for Nebula or experience or whatever specific gobble gum you want to get or whatever. Anybody? Or is this something that was offhandedly mentioned by the YouTubers that I don't have the correct context in? Because that my understanding is that my understanding is that stickers I think have been around because there's a Reddit post from a month ago that says stickers unlock question mark. I was editing my emblem and I noticed these new stickers. I think it's a bug slash glitch, and I guess the stickers can be used. They're basic. What the hell was that? That the motive attack. Yeah. Um. So I just linked you guys there. Yeah. I think these these are something you can use for calling cards. I guess they're pre-generated images. Okay. Um, gotcha. And those are what you're you can You can incorporate ah. them into your calling cards. Now, I haven't seen any examples of the zombies ones yet. I get the context now. I bet it was the zombie ones getting unlocked uh, for the fact that they were talking about grinding, right? What do you do to grind now? What do you unlock? Camos aren't that great this year. The challenges cards don't even look the that only, much. That must have been I, what it was. Was the zombie the only calling really, the only really thing you might working towards? Grind for just like grind out your weapons, grind out like those calling cards. Like the headshots are so boring to do though. Yes, it's mind numbing. Mm -hmm. I don't even is. think it's so much headshots, but it's the the number is what kills me. But anyways, that yeah. I don't want to get us too off topic. Mm -hmm. So there, there you are. I'm, I very much, it's probably, again, gets into the whole, like, even fundamental reasons to keep playing. Blackout, you have 200 levels to keep earning stuff, plus another 700 once you get through whatever operation they're going through at that point in time. Here we have shitty camos, shitty, excuse me, shitty calling cards, uh, shitty stickers, shitty face paints. Where, where is any of this? Where, where is any reason to keep playing this game? Where's any incentive to actually enjoy playing Call of Duty Black Ops 4? I just don't think it exists in zombies. You have more incentive to go play older versions of this game to have a better time than the current version just because the way the game has evolved, there should be another system evolving with it, whether it be events or reward systems or leveling up. Going to play like Doris, as like I've told you, it's lost its magic a little bit to me, but 
going back for that video I want to make, what made Darice special, what, like the big jumps in zombies. There's two iterations. Darice and Mob of the Dead are the two times zombies made that jump to the next, this is different. Zombies is now going to a brand new place. And that is more magical to me. That is more enjoyable than what we're, the saturation has brought us to in the current iteration of zombies at the moment. At the moment, I think I think I think the goal was to use mutations, and that would be that next jumping point. Yeah, <laughs> but they should have they should have found a way to incorporate mutations in a way that gets the average player to do it. Mm -hmm. And I and I still harp this, and I and I 100% think Treyarch should do this. It's the the weekly or the daily, whatever challenges based on mutations, where I they they have a thing on screen, I hit the button, and my game is automatically set up. Yeah, and this is a perfect way to introduce casual players into mutations, because now they're not tinkering with the settings. You already have tinkered them and optimized them. They just got to hit the button. It's a plug and play. Yep, I wish. I I think that like, I, I didn't play World War II a lot, but the special order system I was kind of a fan of. So I think a perfect world for me, right? Something mm -hmm. that incentivized me to play zombies, beyond the fact that I just want to find it fun and I enjoy playing the game. Um, I. If I were to log into Black Ops 4 and there was a playlist that Treyarch created saying, here are these custom rule sets and complete, like getting to round 25 on this playlist or completing the Easter egg on this playlist, you will unlock a special type of camo for your weapon or something. Even if it is just tiny cosmetic things that is more meaningful to me than stickers or face paints, mm -hmm. like that's something I can get more behind, something that I would actually utilize and be able to see in game. But like face paints, I don't see in the game. Um, stickers, I don't really see or care about in the game. But even if it's something as tiny as a, as a camo, like for my weapon, that would be at least something. It's like, oh, look, I can show this off in lobbies. I earned this. Look at this thing that I that I worked hard for. I don't even get the point of stickers because to me, I feel like the whole creating your own emblem thing is the fact that you can make whatever you I mean, want. Yeah. You're not limited to the creations of just Treyarch and their various artists. Now stickers are like, ah, fuck it. You don't want to make your own camo? We'll make one for you. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and, and calling cards are something else. Like, um, so so when Caleb and I did the whole beating Rev, and it gave us those two calling cards for beating Rev and yeah. beating all the Easter eggs. Yeah. But that one of uh, like Primus standing on top yeah, of the awesome. hill holding steps. Yeah, that, that is an cool. awesome reward. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And there's there's none of that. None anymore. of that. It just. Seems you know what I want cheap. you. Yeah. I want I want to go back to the days when uh, some of your rewards were Xbox Live rewards. Mm -hmm. like, oh yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, but like like, that. like you, you do yeah. the Easter egg, and now your little Xbox avatar has a mystery box. I yeah. think my, I think that's my my Xbox avatar still. will like play with the mystery box. Yeah, yep. it still does. Yep, yep. we yeah. unlocking like, themes. Like bring those, bring those back. A hundred percent, hundred thousand percent. You should be unlocking more content. I I would trade every one of those absolutely garbage calling cards that were designed and not to take away from the artist but come on who the hell wants a rep have you seen the challenge calling cards 90 percent of them you can't even use them all at the same time even if you want to do your showcase you got three calling cards at most at one time where you can actually be giving themes that we people will use over and over again or stuff for your xbox avatar or exclusives back and forth Mm -hmm. this this isn't asking too much in the sense that they've already done this this is stuff that already worked <laughs> it's frustrating it's really frustrating to see just the lack even if you get an outfit right 
careful what you wish for because then we're going to have these goofy-ass looking characters yeah. running around the game. But just premise robes or stuff like that, giving them a crown like they do in Kingdom Hearts shows that there's some difference in holy shit. Like when you see in Destiny, for example, the that the YouTubers used in Noah's video, when you see this specific armor, ghost armor, I have no idea what the hell their armor's called. No, you know what it you is. You see it, you're it's like, like holy the- shit, that's amazing. No, you know what it is? It's the Black Ops 2 shotguns. When you enter a lobby and, like, the dude with the shotguns comes in, you're like, holy shit, this guy might actually be good. Mm-hmm. You know? Give me that Black Ops 4 shotguns equivalent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can, I can live with that. Well, I, mean, I mean, and it's like, you know, when they introduce Master Prestige in Black Ops 3, if you have somebody walk in that's, you know, level 1,000, they've got, like, the summoning key icon. Like, that was, yep. that was pretty prestigious. And especially yep. when that was, yep. like, the turn of the Master Prestige. Like, if I – the few times I did do public lobbies – if I saw someone like that, I thought, oh, okay, this this is someone that knows what they're doing. I can appreciate this. That's mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Or a hacker. Well, I think <laughs> Master Prestige is more of a sign of uh, patience and skill. Yeah, ah, that's good point. Definitely, definitely. Oh, point. yeah. So, but that's but that's the customizability. So you could say a guy at level one thousand, at the very least, he's dedicated. But the guy mm-hmm. that's at level one thousand with the diamond shotgun, holy Ooh. fuck, give me a moment. This guy's got yeah. dark matter. You know, you know that guy's that guy. He he might have. Like the the hours he had to put in to get that, you know, that comes not just with the grinding, but also the skill too. That comes along with it. Or how about you just change the color palette of the characters? All right, not in a crazy way, but you know, like Borderlands Two, how they would just just do slight ones so it doesn't even seem game breaking to you, mm-hmm. and you go, "Is that dark maroon clothed Richtofen? This motherfucker yeah. beat the game even, in twenty four um... hours." Imagine this, like in lobbies, your game, your everybody's name is white except for yours, whose is gold. No, it has like a shine to it. Or even if you become master of stage, you can unlock an outfit to where your character is like like covered in blood and scrapes, and like their clothes are tattered, yeah. like they've survived, you know, hundreds and hundreds yeah. of days. You can get oh, or, or better, better yet, get outfits that exist just for the lobby, so you don't have the yeah. outfits in game, so you don't run into that problem. But so now that they have the lobby set up where you have all the characters standing there side by side, you do the blood of the say you complete all four Easter eggs on launch, you get Primus robes. And now every lobby you're in, your Richtofen wears his Primus robe. That'd be cool. You know, but I'd like to step further. Cool. Screw it. If you're gonna put this work in, let us in have game, specific bro. for each map variations of character outfits that people can show off and classify. Uh, oh no, I'm saying like one. You go, have like a whole wardrobe menu where yeah. every outfit Why you unlock. Not? And I want them to make zombies into uh, Super Mario Odyssey. So yes, just like perfect. Thousands. <laughs> I love it. Um, just, thought, what, let me cycle back for a second here for more corrections before we get too far away from Blackout. More info. Blackout is used to basically pit the clones against each other to take the best ones and make a Black Ops team out of them. But then Kingdom followed up with a nice lengthy one here. I right, read. I'll explain this the best I can. He was not that aggressive in this message. (laughs) (laughs) It starts off in Recon Specialist Mission Tutorial. Frank Woods is narrating the whole thing, and all of a sudden, the Blightfather and zombies come out and attack them. He tells them a war is being fought and to keep your mind clear and morals in check. The The reason being it is told... in one of the audio files that after these archetypes are created using Element 115... They go, they, oh no, they go under, oh no, I, this, oh, I don't want to read this. Oh, they go gosh. under hypnosis and mind control so they don't understand what's going on around them and are forced to fight. The purpose, oh my God, this hurts. The purpose of Operation Blackout is to breed the perfect soldiers to fight what they are called 
the red cancer that is spread. Oh my God. That is spreading the globe, killing people. They can create as many copies of someone as possible. And it isn't described and it isn't described what kind of DNA is needed to clone someone. The last made point is that the people in blackout after being the final group or person to survive are then brought to form this elite fighting force that face against the supernatural evil. It's implied that whatever the chaos corruption is taking over the world. Oh, fucking Jesus. Fuck that. I can't even finish. It, your poorly well, so, the red cancer. So, this is clearly a metaphor for uh, the Cold War. Yes. Being the communists. Yes. Uh, we're back, we're back I'm hoping. Did did you just describe the campaign of Nightmares 2? <laughs> now, Nightmares that, that's, two, what, that's, what I, that's what I forgot to mention. This also legitimizes the potential of Nightmares being canon, despite oh Jason God. saying it's not canon. The multiplayer team went, went back and said, wait a minute, we're going to make Nightmares canon. So I Nightmares, you, Jason, this is our canon now. <laughs> And we're, we're just stealing your canon, yeah. too. How about that? We're going to go back to the old days with Jimmy Z. We're just going to hijack the storyline and believe whatever we want. Because <laughs> oh. fuck it. Why not? Oh, man. Um, to, to quickly yeah. circle around, yeah. uh, Reed, I, I refuse to believe this is canon because it Good. just yeah. hurts me too much. Good. That's, that's how it's supposed to be. And do you know what else hurts? Uh, this episode was... Brought to you by RadRendering.com. <laughs> Do you that need posters? Hurt. Do you need the same poster a few years later? Well, buy my goddamn posters. This is the best way to pay the bills for these videos so I can make even more besides my Patreon page. Oh, shit. It's secretly two sponsors in one ad read. But wait, if you hate my guts and only watch for Johnny J's incredible smile, well, shit, I have news for you. There's a Zombros Patreon where you can Boom. talk to John once per what? month, get merch quarterly, and make fun of my dumbass posters in an exclusive Discord server and end up on a podcast just like Chris and Nick here. G -g -g Game changers. Look at all those <laughs> options. You didn't even know how many sponsors were in this ad read anymore. Let's get back to the podcast action. And uh, shout out to everyone. The the monthly call that they do is hysterical because it's mainly just oh. trolling Reed for an hour and a half. I dropped. Time. By the way, I dropped the ball on the monthly call. This, yeah, you, oh, did. This month. you did. My bad. You did. <laughs> oh. I sent a message. I'm like, John, are, we, are I, you ready? And he's just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had said to Reed earlier in the week, I'm like, all right, let's shoot for Thursday. And um, I put a thing out where I knew people had complained because we had done it at like six o'clock for like three months straight. And some people had said, oh, I wish I can go, but I, I work at six o'clock. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll ask Reed what times work best for him. And Reed shot me like three times. And then I threw them into a poll and said, what time works best for you guys? And that's how we were going to do it. And I had it all planned. I'm like, all right, we're going to go at like seven on Thursday. But then I had a take home exam I had to do. And that take-home exam caused me to forget about... I started this exam on Wednesday. Um, this had made me forget to announce the time for the call. Mm -hmm. And then it was Thursday at like 6 o'clock. And Reed's like, hey, John, are we doing this? And I'm in the library still working on the take-home exam. And I'm like... Ah. See, I thought I was just dumb and missed something. <laughs> no, nope. you didn't miss it. I nope. think I spent maybe... Uh, I had spent maybe 12 hours or so on this take-home exam. And it just completely like wiped my brain of any other responsibility because I was so neck deep in it. Uh, fuck CompSci 465, data, data structures and algorithms <laughs> suck my balls. Uh, but oh, that, but I cool. dropped the ball on that, and there will be a there will be a Patreon call this week. My bad. Deal. <laughs> there will be one this week. Hundred percent. I'll be there. My bad. 
Yeah, that is John's bad. You little bitch, John. Okay. So, what other topics that we have to get into this week? Uh, talking about potentially the YouTuber call or the sit down with apparently Lex is gay now. John brought to my attention. Oh, this was funny. <laughs> <laughs> because he sat with Conway. I don't. I guess the Reddit can't handle. Yeah, they, I, I think they, made a, they made a video on Noah's <laughs> channel. And then, well, my, my introduction to this was a tweet from Lex that was just like, yo, fuck the Reddit for calling me gay. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, well, now I got to look into this. <laughs> this was now news to John this and week. Now, now, now there are fan theories that uh, Conway and Lex are in love because they sat next to each other on the couch, and I just found that hilarious. <laughs> Apparently, and he's now encouraging fan fiction to be written, so I'm, I oh, apologize. Oh, no, I'm not encouraging the fan fiction. I, I'm ignoring what John really said, but that's what I heard, so I'm really sorry to Lex and Conway for what John has put on you. So that, I mean, I, found, I just found I just found Lex's tweet that fuck the red for thinking I'm gay. <laughs> just like I think only Lex can pull off a tweet like that in 2018. Yeah. Like, oh, Honestly, I'm I'm fine with them writing fan fiction because there's a chance it's going to be a better plot than whatever's happening in Blackout. So hey, <laughs> it's going to be something better written than the plot that's actually happening in Blackout right now. Treyarch some ideas. <laughs> they make a Conway and Lex skin, and then in Blackout itself, oh boy. the relationship oh boy. can continue. I'm hearing money. I'm hearing cash just printing money right now. God damn. Is that a terrible, terrible... If, if that is ever actually canon, fuck zombies, man. Just, wow. <laughs> clip, clip this for me, and just be like, Reed, you promised you would quit zombies the moment it got this complex and this asinine i don't I know it's just so much i can see the skit i can see, so I can see the skit now where like dlc one ends the chaos crew enters a portal where are they but blackout and in that moment regis turns off his computer every binder you have full of story notes you chuck outside the window then you take a bunch of kerosene and pour it on top throw the match on you're like i'm done i'm done you and take you all throw your, your whiteboard into a volcano. Yep. You take all your posters, you burn them, you throw the whiteboard, you're like, it's worthless. <laughs> oh my God. This Everything awesome goes. Sketch. Everything. All your okay. posters, all uh -huh. your notebooks, uh -huh. all your binders, anything. You yeah. have like a picture of you and Jason next to each other. Mm -hmm. It's like autographed. Mm -hmm. You're like, you're having, this is the hardest one. Everything else you threw in there, but like this one picture. And then eventually you do it and you walk away. Right. And then it fades to black. Two weeks go by, no videos. And finally, a new journey begins. Dot, dot, dot. It fades in. And you see me on the camera. Just like, all right, guys. I've had some time to think about this. I'm moving on. We're going to play a new game. I'm going to put my faith in a new franchise. Here we go. We're about to have an amazingly fun time. As all of a sudden, like, my, my thing fades and the game comes in. We're playing beautiful Fallout 76. I haven't heard anything about this game, but I am oh, pumped to play it. Yeah. Even, better, even, even better. Two weeks goes by and you're like, what's up guys? Rat Austin 27 here. Number one source for the blackout storyline. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> they just give you're in. now a blackout channel. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, blackout's more fun. So that's the worst part. I think blackout's the most fun thing in the whole goddamn game move. I play it Blackout is, more right than anything man. else. Yeah. Reed, I was expecting you to be a Fortnite channel during yeah. that skit at the end. Could have been. That would have. Now that would be awful. Hey guys, I've heard about this new indie game called Fortnite. Uh, I'm gonna give it a try. Made by this small studio, uh, Epic Games. I think they're called something like that. Mm -hmm. Should be fun. I can't really pronounce it. It seems super complicated. Epic. Did you see the Gus Johnson Epic. video 
about um, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. And he just like, it was like 2 a.m. in the morning. He's all these people that have never heard the song before. And he's like, they're lying. There's no way. Look at this one. He's trying to pronounce it. And he's, and you see the guy's like, oh, by the band Queen? He just like, you don't, you don't, you don't mispronounce Queen. This isn't, these guys are full of shit. He just kept going through all these reaction channels. He's like, look at these views. Look at these views. They've never heard this song. They're liars. This was like, like 2 a.m. It was a total crazy Gus Johnson video. Oh, uh, I, yeah, I, in relation to Fortnite. It, it, you, you'd like it a lot. Just go find it. It's one of his recent uploads. Okay. Um, any other topics do we have this week? Uh, I'm looking through the, the Patreon Oh, yeah, Patreon topics. topics. Let's get those, and then let's get the donation uh, topics. Dr. Monty said, can I give a shout-out to my mate AJ for helping me with all the Easter eggs and their dark ops? Yes, yeah, so shout-out to AJ. Um, Good for you. I... Magna Collider 15 asks, based on Blood and Voyage or such grinds as Easter eggs, do you think Treyarch could add could somehow add a few make the future Easter eggs easier to do so that they're much more manageable for all players to complete, but still keep them challenging? I felt nine was the most balanced, and to me that was so much fun to do and complete. It wasn't that bad and for me and one other player. I would change one word in there. Easy. Uh, words have a lot of meaning and can be taken a lot of different ways. I don't think they need to be easier. It's just like easy. better. Easy is not the made. wrong word. Fulfilling. Fulfilling, Fulfilling or sure. rewarding. I'll, I'll even give that, but like it should be in a sense easier that you can do it. You can complete it without being unfulfilled or angry. I, I think Treyarch has to. Has to get back to Easter eggs that are both solo and co-op friendly that make people want to do the Easter eggs every time they get in game, and not like oh my god I'm at a disadvantage that it's a net positive. Like you can play Moon and just enjoy Moon, but you're like, well, me and my buddy here could get perma perks. Maybe we should do that. I think I think the perfect thing to strive for is when you're completing an Easter egg or completing an Easter egg step, you should feel like you earned it mm-hmm. in a <laughs> sense that like. I put it like it doesn't have to be easy. It can be hard, but so long as it's hard, just by the end of feel like, man, I just accomplished something pretty cool and I feel pretty damn great. And maybe by doing so, maybe have like a mid a midway through reward, like a mini reward. Yes. Yeah. Um, something like that. That like you keep that reward through the rest of the Easter egg, and maybe even that could be a part of the Easter egg as you move forward. But like, you know, you know, just just something. So, so I've, I've put a lot of thought into this. Um, it sounds like you're talking about a moon-type system where even halfway through, like, Rick Toffin gets all the perks, and so it's kind of a tease of what will happen later. I think, I think yeah. that if we're, if we're talking about the Easter eggs and being difficult, um, Origins, at least in my opinion, is the most difficult solo Easter egg that Treyarch has ever made. But it isn't tedious. It isn't like, like in Blood of the Dead, there's that one, you know, the Simon Says thing, where it's like 20 steps in that one little piece and if one thing goes wrong you all start over so it's a it's a balance of it has to be challenging if you fail it it has to be slightly punishing but not like crushing Mm. and it has to be the fact that it Mm. can be done like fast and it's just it depends on your skill and not prolonged strings of skill and luck yeah like it should be like i'm a skilled player and i just knocked this one step out yeah like this step took me five minutes and sure it, it was five rigorous five minutes Mm-hmm. But had I done it like a normal player, it would have taken me 20. And yeah. I earned that 15-minute time shape. And it isn't like, oh, no, I forgot the third um, panel that was lining up in the bottom of Blood of the Dead. And so now when I go to translate the labels and shock the guy, oh, there's like 17 minutes gone. 
Yeah. Like that's so punishing. That is perfect. This is what I want to feed off as well. Like it, I've talked about the Spyro development recently because it's one more recent games I've played. This idea that Treyarch can't reward players until the very, very end and we can't reward them too much is asinine. And the punishments are equally asinine in the sense that you work so long. Like you're saying, if one mistake costs you 17 minutes, that's stupid. Why are we going from the beginning, like step one of the Easter egg to the end with no rewards. And at any point, it's almost like a system reset. Oh, better start mm -hmm. over, asshole. And now there's certain parts like, you know, you could say, well, actually, Reed, if you fail the planet step, you just redo the planet step. But it's like we're not getting anything out of this. At no point, like say you're trying to convince your friend. Let's just have the conversation of you trying to convince your friend to do the steps. You do the first step as you're teaching him and he goes, so what do we get for it? Uh, well, we're not there yet. We actually have seven more things to do before oh, we get yeah. something. It's like walking people through these eggs is a nightmare. Yeah, it's like why would I do that? This seems awful. I'm not getting now, anything out of this. Now, here's the other idea that I had. Sorry. Um, especially in blood, yeah. I think what would completely fix this is let's say you finish hunting the bird. And when you finish hunting the bird, that will also unlock your ability to get the Hell's Redeemer, but you can also get the Hell's Redeemer by doing it the standard way. Or let's say after you finish two of the trials in Blood of the Dead, mm -hmm. you can go and in the bathtub, they'll be hovering the Golden Spork. So there are many rewards to make the rest of the Easter Egg easier, easier, but it doesn't limit it to where you have to do the Easter Egg to get those bonuses. Perfect. You can get it two ways. Oh my God. That's what a voice of reason right there. That's absolutely brilliant. Thank Absolutely. You. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fuck. God. You know, do you know how much happier people would be with something as simple as that? And I exaggerate as simple as that. I don't want to say, tell or say or give the impression that coding a game is simple. It's not. Yeah. It's no. not. This is very difficult what they're doing. But we're talking about on paper, the fundamental ideas versus their fundamental ideas of them to be like, all right, fundamentally, no one can get this unless they do it this way. Mm -hmm. that's problematic when it's not enjoyable or fulfilling to do it this way or that mm -hmm. way. Uh, God damn. God damn. Because, like, correct me if I'm wrong, and this is just a really quick thinking, but Mob of the Dead was the first time that they introduced a way to get the Wonder Weapon without just luck from the uh, box or, like, having to craft it. I think that was the first time that you could do the thing with the Hell's Retriever and yep. get the skulls and get the Wonder Weapon of the map without having to go through its standard understood process. Yeah, that Ma was the first one to do that, but also at the same so. time, like crafting was relatively new too. Yeah, because yeah. Transit you had to craft it. Yeah, Die Rise you had to craft it. it. But but every map yep. prior to that was box. Yeah, yeah. It, it was that that fundamentally changed how you got Wonder Weapons. You could get it through a mm -hmm. quest or through the box. Yeah, that's great. That's mm -hmm. absolutely great. Those are the those are the little details that make the game that much better. Ugh. So Fantastic. Flux Flux twenty three asks, do yeah. y'all think it would have been better if they spread out these four maps instead of having them on launch? That way they could hold out till DLC. Yeah, that could be interesting. Yo. Like a new map every Yo. a new map every two weeks, Did, and then we start oh the DLC God. season. I, I think, think the maps great. should have been there at launch, but the Easter eggs should have been separated. Oh, oh that would drove people nuts. No. Oh, think, yeah, but I don't think I don't think you can have that but, where you have the map but not the Easter egg. Oh, I think it's potential. So Sorry. Sorry, go ahead. 
Well, I would only just quickly. Uh, they were so bare before they turned the Easter eggs on. We were like dying. We had the games early, and we were like, yeah, they were. It was like, so, what yeah. the fuck am I playing? So go ahead. <laughs> I I actually think that there's a good chance that would have worked against the betterment of the community, and here's why. So let's say first they released nine. Uh-huh. Okay, so right out the gate, every single YouTuber and all the players discover all the glitches with nine. We go through two weeks of hell, and then we finally have a good Easter egg. And then we repeat that process four times in a row. So week four, we get Blood of the Dead. Everyone's losing their mind battling through those glitches. And at that point, it's been, what, two months of prolonged suffering of having to fight a glitchy game, whereas it being released all the time. While on Treyarchson, it's a nightmare having to, you know, all these patch notes thrown at them, like, left and right all the time. At least they now have a full list or a pretty comprehensive list of stuff they need to fix. Mm -hmm. Whereas by, like, slowly giving us information, they're also, in part, slowly receiving what errors they have to address. Yeah, this is true. Mm -hmm. That's a give and take, though, too, right? If they do it over time, they might be fixing it before each map is released. That's true. So that that's the, but we don't know. We have that's a I mean, yeah. complete hypothetical. We'll like, because if if they don't fix it, holy fuck, your scenario hits home. But if that was a better scenario for them, where they actually could nip these bugs in advance, now we have less and less fuck you Treyarch happening, where it's this explosion at launch, where it's like all your maps don't work, screw you. Where now people mm-hmm. would say, yo, let me tell you something about Voyage of Despair. That Easter egg, pretty solid. It didn't break like nine the other day. I mm-hmm. had a good time. That's almost yeah. the same experience I had with Zetsubo Noshima. I didn't experience almost any bugs on that map besides a spider going in circles, which was hilarious. Yeah. I loved the map. Well, I mean, the, the only glitch I encountered was firing that AA gun. I still don't even know what trigger is to like pull that shot off oh, because God. I would I would spam it for minutes at a time. And it's like, <laughs> why? Why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, God damn. So, so yeah, I guess if they did like slowly release them, it would have given Treyarch an opportunity to show improvements yeah. rather than them kind of just running a gauntlet after the fact, fixing as many things as they could oh, as they, fast they, as they, they could. They would know for a fact. They'd be like, oh, shit, nine was a disaster. Let's uh-huh. make sure blood is better. That's true. Yeah, that is that is fascinating idea though. How much more life we'd have if we if they spread out all four versus exploding their load on day one? Because we mm-hmm. we probably would have way more excitement knowing okay it's okay another map's coming out in a couple weeks. But does that give us burnout then? Now is it so frequent that in another way where we're just like it's not special anymore? A release isn't special, so now everyone's just like, well, another map's coming out in a few weeks. Who cares? I'm not going to get invested. I think there's burnout anyway. Mm-hmm. I think no I matter what they do, there's, there's burnout. Yep. Mm. I think there's a there's a chance for burnout, but I also think if every other week I knew that Milo and Noah and the two of you would be hunting a new map and making new videos and stuff, mm-hmm. the like YouTubers have massive influence here. Mm-hmm. And if they're constantly excited about a new map yeah. coming out, that definitely influences the community and how they view it. Think, think so if I had Milo every other week saying, next week, oh my God, we're going to get classified. And then he can make hype videos for it. He can make tutorials for it. Like that momentum could carry, especially if Charak is able to capitalize and making the fixes they need to with that downtime in between. I think you, I think you nail it right there with the way we hype things up because we definitely would have been in a situation where maybe we get nine on launch, and nine, not we, we have a blast with nine. We'll say, okay? yeah, like it has its problems, but we enjoy it. And Treyarch cleans up the other maps in the meantime. Maybe not mm-hmm. as much as we'd like, but they do their best. You know. Mm-hmm. So suddenly, maybe we're a week into nine. Nine was solved maybe like two days in. And, yeah. and then suddenly, like now we're making like theory videos because we know Blood of the Dead's coming up. 
mm-hmm. and we're hyping that up and everybody's doing day one releases of blood and this goes on for maybe a new zombies map every two weeks mm-hmm. and then we just start wrapping up like in, in this two week cycle we would have gotten we would i i mean i'm not going to do the math right now just because i don't feel like it but we either would have just gotten classified or we'd be like on the eve of classified you know we're, we'd actually still be a week and a half away from the fourth yeah map. yeah we, we we'd still be dissecting we still be dissecting voyage we'd have classified coming out in a week and a half and we'd be so hyped for classified because it's the return of like mm-hmm. the, of the Ultimus crew and all this mm-hmm. so much and then to feed into that, that as to feed into that as well so we have we have two weeks to focus on nine think of i mean of course some of the community is going to be focusing on prepping for the next map but let, there's going to be a huge part of the community focused on whatever new map has been just released we could have probably found so many of the side easter eggs yeah. with that entire community focusing on it as opposed to the leak happening and a whole bunch of that content being taken away everybody because the it worked to where people would be one main easter egg and then they would immediately jump shit to work on the next main easter egg we were forced to work on focusing on the nitty gritty. Like if if someone if Milo had beaten the like we had to go, we had to go big egg. picture instead of yeah week. exactly. So so Milo beats the nine Easter egg and he jumps into the next game and then he and then he hears crying in the walls, and then that would have then exploded into hy- hyping up all of the other minor Easter eggs. Like that could have definitely made it to where each map was really properly and fully appreciated. As opposed to mm-hmm. us just going for the glory of the main Easter egg, moving on to the next one, and then having the entire house fall down weeks later when the leak happens. Yeah, you. Those are excellent, excellent points, and you've now put me in another perspective right now of big picture here. Right, we're, we're talking about because now what I'm hearing, kind of summarizing from this conversation, is this was a mistake to release all four maps on launch, and I'm wondering, are we too close to be making that judgment call? I think we are still. That we need to be able to look back in a year to see, did Treyarch make the right decision to release these maps all at once, and how did this affect the zombie community? This was something Jason talked to you, Johnny, about. Like, we don't know. We don't know how this will ever go, launching four maps. And I don't think in their wildest dreams they thought it would go, like, garbage. I thought for sure they'd be like four maps. Everyone's going to be overwhelmed and love it. They'll, they'll never get bored. Yeah, and it instantly got boring. All the stuff got overlooked. Leaks destroyed the side quests. This can't. I just can't imagine the morale inside Treyarch right now. It has to be at an all-time low of how zombie team, how bad a launch this was for zombies. How nothing went right. This is like a terribly awful rotten day. Worst case scenario, besides the game just doesn't work, period. And no one bought the game. They still sold I, like 8 million copies or something on an opening weekend. I, I don't know if the podcast is going too long for this, but that does very much reflect kind of what happened at Bungie with mm-hmm. Destiny 2. I don't know if that's something you still wanted to get into. I, talk I, about, I do but... want to talk about that and what Noah J and all those guys, because they made, they were basically describing Black Ops should be uh, Destiny 2. And that mm-hmm. was. You know, frustrating to me because uh, I think who made the post as well that this year it's job that's who it was he goes you zombie youtubers in 2018 why isn't Call of Duty Black Ops Destiny right Black Ops 4 Destiny and I go 2017 uh-huh. why isn't Call of Duty Black Ops 3 Fortnite it's the same shit every year where they take whatever's working at the moment and go why aren't they doing that and just like well I'm not gonna sit here and be like why isn't Call of Duty Black Ops zombies like Last of Us multiplayer. I love Last of Us multiplayer. Why isn't it that? Now, obviously, the ones they're referencing, well, at least not Fortnite, but Destiny is under Activision. It's under the branch. It's a little mm-hmm. closer. 
I find an extreme frustration of being like, why isn't this model exactly like the model that's working? It's fundamentally different. Is Destiny 2 working? Is it working? Now it is, yeah. Now, Destiny 2 now. Forsaken is kind now. of... Now. Yeah. now, after they released a whole roadmap and they totally... Because basically their shareholder thing came out, their stock fucking tanked, and mm -hmm. the, they mm -hmm. just got destroyed by fans online. By the way, Diablo also bombed. Activision has Ugh. been... Fuck my God. They have just blown <laughs> Call of Duty franchise, the Diablo franchise, and the Destiny franchise have all been massive duds in the sake of love for the community. They have not done a great job in sentiment from their community. I, sale number-wise, sure, I'm sure they can tell. But Destiny 2 that. now is loved. I mean, yes. for the most part, by the community. Forsaken, like, yep. turn that thing around, even for me. Mm -hmm. I, I, How I, much is Forsaken? Like $40. Now, that's the, that's the big complaint, is that a lot of people are wondering, all right, so now why pay a lot of money to now get a good game? I mean, mm. in that sense, I kind of understand their complaints, but Bungie has also put in hundreds of thousands of work hours to get this premium content up and running. So, I mean, it's it's like the same thing with um, people complaining about having to pay for Zombies Chronicles. I bought the season pass. Why do I have to pay $30 for these maps that I already own? And it's like, I mean, it's a necessary evil if they want to keep the lights on and continue to deliver this content to you. Yeah, the, the business aspect we're not going to get rid of anymore. They're not going to leave yeah. money on the table, especially these massive corporations. But there's a, there's a morally right way to do it and a morally wrong way to do it. And a lot of these people, like EA in particular, don't understand how how to do it morally right and it, they piss off the consumers so often it's ridiculous and even uh bethesda i mean did you hear the the controversy with 76 which i'm sure anybody on the internet has literally take heard every, every commentator ever has been taking the piss out of bethesda in 76 and it's terrifying because skyrim is one of my favorite games of all time i am very mm -hmm. very worried for that in the future but mm -hmm. in particular, their their tote bag thing that just gets back yeah. to the details. They had a terrible uh, PR person or support person tell them we're not going to fix it. They promised one type of material bag, and they gave them something nylon. Cheap. Nylon, yeah. And then they yeah. gave them something they promised, cheap. They promised, yeah, yeah. What was and, it? Um, what was the? Well, they, it was stuff? canvas. They promised it to be canvas, canvas. and then they gave them nylon. nylon. It's this is just shit that's unbelievable. How well, they, how why is there not class action lawsuits? Which I think they're they're gonna face one. I they heard are. they are. But you I can't be advertising this shit and it's not in the game. Black Ops did the same fucking shit at the reveal yeah. event. It has to be in the game if you're gonna advertise for it. And all they're begging for is for the gaming industry to get regulated. Like you can't believe pulling this garbage out. And I, that's the frustration. So now getting back to like, why isn't it destiny, right? Well, mm -hmm. it's, it's these holes we go down to like, well, if they do this, how are we going to turn this into Treyarch's Call of Duty microtransaction monster, right? Why, why can't we implement these systems into these games? Well, then there also comes some red tape and management as well. Where What's their vision? What's their direction? Or egos. I don't want to do what Destiny did. I don't care if that can make our game better. We're not Destiny. We need our yeah. Treyarch stamp. Fuck that. Yeah. And that's probably why we're not going to get a good game or um, at least get a game that we might like at the moment, at the moment. Yeah. I mean, if they, if they did make it to where you could like purchase skins, just direct skins from blackout Activision makes so much freaking money from that, yeah. but yeah. they're going to, they're going to lock them behind the 200 tier pass. So not only do you have to like buy for the right to get some of these passes, but then you're also going to have to grind hundreds of hours to get these skins. And it's just like, 
that's not how the model should work. I think anymore. they will they will sell them separately eventually. I think, but they're mm -hmm. gonna make them like two thousand card points. It's ridiculous. Which is just it's ridiculous. It I, is ridiculous. On top of that, I so, can't stand. Oh, Reed was grumpy. Now he's riled on this week's podcast. The the how dishonest it is. Cod points numbers, and it's not just exclusive to Treyarch. We talked about this in the past, though. To go from dollars to a conversion of bullshit to hide how much money you're actually spending in game is so wrong. I have this goddamn person that keeps emailing me. John, I showed you her. She keeps trying to get me on board with some bullshit app to sell you guys as a sponsorship, and she's like, "You can your followers can earn free cod points." I'm like, "You have said so many things wrong in this email to me right now. I will, I am blocking you, lady." And somehow she still keeps through my spam filter it is i i where are we this is the bubble of the gaming industry right now what what is this just tell me it's two bucks for a rick toffin skin that's a happier consumer you're gonna make more money when you're doing five thousand cop point i'm paying two hundred dollars like for tears i feel like i'm more inclined to buy stuff too when it's in actual dollars 100 percent percent. i bet that's not true because i bet i bet like they've they've ran the numbers and figured this out but in at least I feel like if I'm like, oh shit, Rick Toffin was two ninety nine today. Now he's only one ninety nine. I'm gonna jump on that. Oh my god, the bullshit sales they could put on too. You're right. I mean, I look yeah. at miniatures right now because my current obsession is D and D with my friends. Wait, look at how well Steam. Look at yeah. how well Steam does. During oh my god, Steam yes. Sales. I'm waiting <laughs> on a Steam sale right now to go buy and, a bunch and, of and games. And Steam doesn't. And Steam doesn't use their bullshit steam points no like i'm not buying microsoft points and playstation live credits no i'm just fucking bought using my cash and and this and, the, and this gets into the fundamental decisions made to in these games excuse me that are frustrating it even gets me with naughty dog naughty dog added a microtransactions to last of us that started really changing the game because the downloadable weapons it, it was money on the table but those weapons were way better than the normal weapons and you could still mitigate it if you're a skilled enough player but if you just wanted to be an average player and become a really good player buy the dlc weapons you can kick people's asses so even the and that's people, battlefront 2 even oh god don't even get started on battlefront Sorry. 2 mm -hmm. but to put i mean naughty dog's the people we put on a pedestal as like the best game developer of our time right now with last of us and the uncharted series right now they are mm. amazing but they're still dealing with the same problems we have with microtransactions because of corporate pressure or just development pressure or just needing to make money and from the business side you absolutely should be trying to make that money but you could do it in such a better way of saying two bucks for rick toffin and during veteran day sale which actually they shouldn't fucking do that but we monetize that shit anyway yay all these people died buy our shit so we can make money off it uh <sighs> You could put things on sale, Christmas sale, get a Rick Toffin skin for 99 cents, and all of a sudden you get mm -hmm. all these people to buy. Because guess what? It doesn't cost them anything besides the initial fixed cost of making the character model to, yes. to send out millions of these to whoever's playing. And and this even very closely reflects what happened in Destiny 2 because so they would come out with the big DLCs, mm -hmm. but in between those DLCs, it was just Eververse. So that's like their microtransactions cosmetic department. Mm -hmm. That place would get massive updates and a lot of really cool ornaments and weapons would be locked behind those microtransactions. And the community raked Bungie over the coals with it. And so since then, Bungie started to provide additional content as well as making some ornaments that can be obtained through other means. Mm -hmm. But I think when people are talking about, you know, this should be Destiny, I think it's the fact that 
at least I wanted Activision to take some notes, take some aspect of Destiny's model and use it for their own. So it isn't like they're getting blindsided by what people are frustrated by this. We, we have no idea. It, that doesn't make sense to me. They can't use that excuse, especially when they're both from Activision. Yeah. I mean, please. Yeah. But I'll, I'll offer you Activision is so big. It is 100% possible that these developers never even speak or see one another, despite yeah. being a part of the same parent company. Especially because you, I've been there, Treyarch is literally a two-minute walk away from Activision. But a, another branch like Blizzard, might not, one of their branches, might be miles and miles away. Do you know? I mean, I can't imagine how Infinity, inf, no, Infinity like Ward... Treyarch's in Santa Monica. Yep. One yep. of them's in San Francisco. And yes. One of them, Raven's in like Michigan or Wisconsin or something like that. So you talk about Raven, you talk about uh, Sledgehammer, and you what a disadvantage those studios are because anytime they want to get something done, they need to now call up Activision, where Treyarch literally just walks across. They sit down with the guy and be like, well, we're going to figure this out today, aren't we? And yeah. that's that feeds more into my frustration with the current state of the product. And, and somebody mm -hmm. else was giving the ex example of um, they only had a year to make it. They said they only had a year to make this game. That's that's absolute horseshit. Like, Zombies only had a year of development. That's, I mean, unless Jason starts working his word magic on me, they were working on this since Black Ops 3 released, especially even after Revelations, even though Zombie Chronicles got in there. But to say maybe this product only got a year, like, of work, right? Our product, the maps they agreed on. But they were iterating for a year and mm -hmm. a half maybe two years during the three-year cycle that's still development time every time yeah. they're trashing what game they're coming out and starting from square one you don't get to say oh we're not working on the game you don't say bioshock infinite was made in like six months because kevin levine oh god yeah just just kept redoing the goddamn game over and over again like now, three and a half years yeah it's ridiculous so i just we we give them excuses but we need to say all right they're humans they're passionate we love their game we're passionate these things have to be fixed or unacceptable, but we're going to move on once you fix your game and we're going to have a good time. This is where we're at. And saying this needs to be Destiny is really players saying you need to take, what, just like what Nick said, the fundamentals of Destiny that are working really well and put that inside the next game as one possible solution to fix our frustration. And, yeah, I think it's also the fact that, you know, Activision definitely has a part to play in all the stuff that's going wrong, but I think it is also... I mean, well within reason for us to, I mean, we can definitely be pl blaming Treyarch about this because looking at, you know, Destiny, while Activision has done some things that I know negatively influenced the meta of the game, mm -hmm. Bungie has come out and shown a lot of passion and have fixed it. Same goes for Overwatch, where Activision kind of presides over it, but Blizzard and Jeff, like, knock it out of the park in terms of whatever they can do for the content. We're not getting that from Treyarch. And so we know that Activision has the potential to drive games into the ground. We've seen it before, but then it falls to the responsibility of the individual studios that are co-heading it to bring it back up to where it needs to be as a successful franchise. Okay, the crazy mic pops. I have an XLR cable problem. My apologies to you guys. So I'm off yep. my soapbox. Okay. That's what I got. Yep, we, we got we got all that out. Uh, my God, boy, was that a derail from a, a question. John, yeah. other Patreon <laughs> topic questions. That's a that's about it pretty much. Oh, cool. Let's get into the donator questions then. Uh, where was I down here? Where's within an hour? Bob Sink says, I hate that we can't high rounds like the BO3 days. 
Uh, I feel like, well, we can't quite high round like we used to because of the instability, but that's something yeah, that's Black fixable. Ops, the Black Ops 3 high rounds got a little, I think, outrageous sometimes. Yeah, especially the, the length and time. I, I, I like the fact that you could go around 70 in a few hours. That was that was <laughs> nice. That, like, round 1 to, like, 100, you could get done in about 4 hours. That's that's great. But when you go from round 100 to 115 in 4 hours, that's like, I'm going to kill myself. And yeah. that's the problem with round 150 with the classified Easter egg. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ginja, <laughs> 300, donate it. Uh, do you think zombies should lean into some more RPG elements, such as skill trees and classes, etc.? I, I mean, I think that would be the next jump for zombies. I don't know if that fits it. I don't know if I'd like to see that. But if you're going to go that route, now we are departing. Once again, we went from like, hey, now we can upgrade all of our guns in uh, Darice. That's a big change. To Now mm-hmm. we have these quests and we earn things in Mob of the Dead. This would now be, holy shit, like you can customize the color of your character. The, we can have specific skills. What Noah and Milo talked about specifically saying, give us buffs. Give us ways to optimize our characters. And I agree, like in World War II, one of the most uh, fun aspects was making sure everybody with their mods on their team could eventually you get the right combo together. The fun in figuring out the combo to be the most overpowered. And all of a sudden have buff stacking and trying to figure that stuff out. That's the fun of card game metas. Where all of a sudden you're like, oh, but that actually allows me to play this. And actually allows me. That could be something implemented very well in a in a dry zombie game mode right now. I'm I'm worried though that if we have that, so we, we would have we would have weapon kits, we would have gobble gums or elixirs, we'd have skill trees, and we would have buffs. Yep, no, and especially right. with the current system, mm-hmm. the level of grind required to get even just the Weapon kits and the elixirs is enough to make me want to cry. If they also made us grind to unlock different buffs and skill trees, I think that it would have to be aggressively streamlined if that was something I wanted to really utilize. Is the mic still doing that? Are you guys hearing my mic being a piece of shit? I'm not. None of you are hearing. Um, they say they no, keep hearing I just that. Heard that. I just heard that. You well, heard no, that? Yeah. That should be it. Whenever I touch that, like that's the problem with the XLR mic right now. I was throwing it around yeah. during my dumb unboxing video with the... Uh, the Maybe it's something with your phantom power or something. I don't know. Uh, could be that, too. I'll give it a real reset. Right All right. Anyway, uh, there's another point I wanted to make for you. What was the donation question? Oh, to, to your point, um, that... You can't have all four of those at the same time. I think if you introduce those tree systems to earn, you now take you just give people the gobble gums. And and maybe the tal yeah. you got you get rid of the talisman system because now you don't need those buffs anymore. Mm-hmm. You have to take systems out. If you're adding an RPG element to it, you're you make that jump just like, oh no, we're leaving gobble gums behind. Just like, oh no, we're leaving not having main quest elements or these HUDs show up. Or yeah. you can now pick things you gotta move forward. Yeah, consolidating would be great. But if they try to do all four separately, oh, oh, God, no. I'm with you on that. Absolutely. Unknown. Hey, Reed, I just wanted to hear your thoughts on PewDiePie is 62 million subscribers away from losing his number. Oh, 62,000 subscribers away from losing his number one spot. How do you think this will affect YouTube? I think everyone needs to go subscribe to PewDiePie. (laughs) I I like this question of how will it affect. I like like this question of how will it affect YouTube. Nothing will change. Uh, nothing will nothing the world will keep spinning yeah it'll affect the uh, youtube rewind probably yeah we'll have a bunch of oh, yeah. indian people and in youtube rewind no nothing no lord, lord knows nothing lord knows they won't they, they won't touch pewdiepie in the rewind never oh my god they never do yeah no, poor, no he's, poor he's done they burned that bridge yeah but you know screw youtube to be honest with you how about another bridge to burn screw youtube for demonetizing rizzo 
the hell was oh that? yeah i saw that yeah i was in work was was Why? the reasoning because he doesn't post often enough is that the, i have no like, idea I, he didn't okay he didn't go into details i want to know why rizzo if you're watching this i saw like what? somebody what is the responded reason? saying they they he was demonetized because of quantity instead of quality so i think it was the fact that he was just not uploading enough to get I, but that doesn't make yeah, sense they, 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 no. they new systems in place based on certain amount of uh watch time per month maybe sure. he just didn't hit that that that's very possible and that's also oh you know i bet it is that oh that's crippling and that's bullshit i mean think about a guy like well, jontron look at you punishing small John youtubers Tron, yeah. again jontron gets still gets millions of views every month just because his content is like that it's comedy so you can just keep mm -hmm. rewatching it and he doesn't have to post for shit and he gets to keep his monetized status yeah but because a small guy yeah yeah like soviet womble like there's a whole lot of people yeah very sporadically but still like there's but a huge rewatching because again there's such a poor middle class of youtubers it's ridiculous especially when you see the distribution of wealth to the top one percent of youtubers as well you want to go down that route it's just like it's unbelievable the money they make i always use that one leak from markiplier during the month of november two years ago he made six hundred sixty-five thousand dollars for the month of november no Good sponsors God. No ad reads. That's how when people will see uh, Rooster Teeth videos and they're like, how are they possibly paying all these employees? The money distribution is so disgusting at the top 1% of YouTubers. It's just like, why? Where's the support from the middle class YouTubers? And then to see someone like this, Rizzo, who's making content for niche people that is actually, re you know, people really like his shit who follow him. They're dedicated fan bases. Nope. We're just going to demonetize that because he's not playing the game like we want him to play the game. It's so frustrating. Though I heard Jeff on Richard Heat's podcast say that there's more value in going after smaller YouTubers now because they have more dedicated fan bases and those are more likely to purchase sponsored ads. And that's why more sponsors are reaching out. And you know what? I'm not going to stop talking because have you noticed how aggressive sponsors were this year? Like, JC got a sponsorship. Noah, I think, had a sponsorship. Milo's been doing his sponsorships. Like, the zombie community got hit hard with sponsorships. And I started looking at other things like Philip DeFranco. I was supposed to be in a... I was negotiating with Mass Drop for a sponsorship, and they just stopped talking to me. After they're like, yeah, we can pay you this. And I'm like, okay, what do you want? What, how do you want to do it? They're like, yeah, fuck this. We're not doing it. And now mm -hmm. Phil is promoting that same product they're trying to get me to promote for, I guarantee, a way higher price. I can't believe how consumers, like viewers like this, do you know how difficult it must be for them to try and decide what to buy from their favorite YouTubers when there's a saturation? That's why I eased up on the gas of all my poster sales because there's about every YouTuber and their brother now is aggressively pursued by sponsors on YouTube. Not for great compensation either. Plenty of them, like, initially, because I'm happy to... <laughs> They stopped talking to me. They offered me $50 for an ad read <laughs> for these headphones they were selling for $180. i am like, do you think I'm dumb? What the? What are you talking about? And that's the game that's happening to this middle class that's getting shit on. And again, like I like Rizzo, you might say, try and do Patreon. Try and it's just there's that's exhausting to keep trying all these different avenues. You do yeah, this and, and he and he already responded on Twitter about his his concerns about Patreon. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, I, it sucks. It's definitely frustrating. It is. I think it's this, so to answer how it affects the community, it's not going to affect YouTube in any sense. It's just going to continue the trend of, the, you know, you in YouTube, the people making a difference versus corporations. It's just not going to be there. Me and John won't have a job in a few years, and I hope that's not cracking the microphone as I'm moving it back and forth. 
Huh. Yes, Nikolai would be super happy with me right now. Thanks, Ray Gun Project. Thanks. Thanks for bringing it back to communism. That's exactly what I wanted to get out of that. Fantastic. <laughs> Fucking mm -hmm. fantastic. All right. What other donations we got? Uh, I think that's just about it for this week. Uh, oh, except speaking of shill sponsorships, our last sponsor of today's podcast is Ewin. It's a gaming chair that can lay down. Take that, PewDiePie, for 180 degrees of comfort. I could do it right now, but I'm not going to because I don't have the room behind me. So you, you can get that for a fraction of PewDiePie's chair. If you go use the coupon code RAD, you get 15% off in the description. So Lord of Bub, if you are in the market for a gaming chair, this is the place to get it at ewinracing.com. I think that is the perfect worst way to end a rant about sponsorships. So <laughs> with a sponsorship, <laughs> with a sponsorship <laughs> for this podcast, I don't know. We'll see how long those last after these ad reads. Maybe they won't return. I wouldn't be shocked. Thank you guys Chris, for coming on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Chris, do you have anything you want to promote? Or shout out. Yes, please. While you have the floor, Chris, over you. Anything. anything? I mean, in, so so in my spare time, I'm working on. I'm actually working on putting some videos together. That's being. Treyarch's old maps, which is actually the, the history behind like this whiteboard back here. So I'm eventually going to be posting some stuff to YouTube, but that's that's like a project months in the making. I feel that. so not not going to make you know originally was going to make it like a, oh Black Ops Four is coming out. This is my time, and I'm like, yeah. this isn't this isn't the game for that. But yeah, I've got some I've got some zombie stuff in the work. So um, yeah, I guess I'll, you might see me around. Cool. That's all I got. I have literally nothing to shout out. No, well, my life doesn't right, exist. So people, do you want to play my with more people or something? Well, no. maybe. Yeah, add me. Well, by the way, just just shout out to Chris then for being a badass patron, and shout out to Nick as well. And that's me. Keep an eye out for what Nick's got coming down the pipeline. Absolutely. So, Chris, wait. What, what was your gamer tag? At least shout that out. Maybe some guys want to game up with you because you said you were you. Dig of the dog. People. Yeah. Do you want to type it in with chat? the one instead of an I? Dig of the dog with an I was taken. Tick with a dog so mistake. Substitute the one for the eye. All right. Yeah, and, and I'm the Bowtie Geek on all platforms, but mainly I look for so you'll stay in comments and threads a lot. I love I love good discussions. Fantastic. Fantastic. I also want to thank all you guys for dealing with the sponsor reads. I try and make them fun. This is the first time we've ever had sponsor reads like this at the moment. Uh, John is not happy because he, because <laughs> the sponsors right now are like, yeah, we don't want to sponsor the podcast, but we'll sponsor you for right now. So we're going to work like they're sort of sponsoring the podcast. They're doing this like, all right, we'll see how it works. So if you're inter interested in that stuff, check it out. If not, don't like, that's one of the big things I keep communicating. If you don't have the money, if you're not in the market for the stuff already, don't fucking buy these things. All right. Don't starve for a stupid fucking chair or computer. Feed yourself. Take care of your family. <laughs> Do it. Start for the chair. <laughs> Start for the chair. Uh, John, uh, oh, uh, the Patreon posters. I sent out all the domestic ones. Uh, actually, I printed the labels. They will get sent out because today's Sunday. Monday, all the international ones, please remind me with a DM whether or not I uh, you paid me <laughs> to, to cover the international fees. Uh, Dr. Monty, you're already set. Don't worry, my man. I'll be sending out yours and Austinator as well. I, I got yours down the pipeline. All my posters will be set out hopefully this week. I'm totally backlogged on that. And the last couple international Patreon t-shirts, I will also be sending those out as well. And I think my upcoming merchandise for my uh, Patreon is uh, hats. The, uh, the These kind of hats. These uh, not Beans. Ironside sponsored no, hats, but uh, if, you're, if you're in the market for uh, It's Cold Where You Live, 
That's beautiful. Now, you, now Reed actually does have the fattest head in the world. And with that, I bid you a wonderful week. Be safe until we see you next time. Uh, next week, Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll be back for another episode of Zombros Podcast. So take care and bye-bye now. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Zombros. Make sure to download the podcast on iTunes and support the show on Patreon if you haven't already. If you have the time, be sure to rate the show because it helps keep the podcast going. Links will be in the description. We'll see you in the next episode.